Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan, and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilot, Mr. Matt O'Leary. Matt, how you doing tonight? I'm upset. I'm sad. One, because I'm missing my dear friend, Green Bean. I love seeing you, but this is back-to-back weeks without our, our dear beloved green bean so i miss him i hope green bean as well and number two uh this football team is really depressing right now uh the jets are in the middle of a three-game losing streak and there are no signs of life at all on offense it's i you're back we're back in 2020 i, I thought we were done with this i I'm, i know we're gonna i'm sure we're gonna get the questions and the comments and all that but if you compare this offense through 10 games to what the 2020 offense looked like the 2020 offense was better how it doesn't make any sense it makes absolutely no sense like at all like you tell me like like 2020 at least we could look forward to like hopefully getting trevor lawrence i think by this point we were still in that mode i think it was like second week of december is when we wound up beating the rams but like yeah this is like historically bad offense i've never seen anything like this (laughs) it's unreal like like 22 percent Third down complete, uh, third down conversion rate, worst in NFL history. Yeah, when you see some of the other teams and some of the other offenses that are on that list, I'm sure you saw the the mm-hmm. tweet, uh, Pro Football Reference tweeted out like the screenshot of all time, and the Jets were worse. But like on that list, the 2012 Cardinals, like I had the luxury of watching Mark Sanchez go against that Arizona Cardinals team in 2012. Mark Sanchez and Greg McElroy. Um, yeah, that was epic. Oh, just uh, a juggernaut offense, right? Or Matt no, Sims. Which one was it? McElroy or Sam? One of them. Yeah, I don't remember oh at the time. My years get all like tornadoed up. Like, which which year yeah. was the bad year again? <laughs> but also, like, with the number of quarterbacks they've gone through uh, forever, but specifically since, if you want to just take since the last time they made the playoffs, it's just absolutely insane. It's bonkers. I, I think I saw someone posted it it was like 16 quarterbacks in 15 years but i think the post that had the 15 quarterbacks and or 16 quarterbacks in 15 years didn't include josh johnson uh i don't think it was like not good not pretty definitely not pretty. boys and girls if you're just hopping into the stream or you're just tuning in not watching it live make sure you hit that like button it goes a long way to supporting the channel and if you want to get entered into our t-shirt giveaway all you have to do is timestamp down below. So you guys that are watching after the fact, timestamp moments throughout the stream and you'll be entered into next week's t-shirt giveaway. And as long as you're timestamping different moments, you'll be entered multiple times. So people who timestamped last week, you're entered into this week's jersey, shirt, mug, pillow, giveaway. It's a pillow. We know it's going to be a pillow. We rig it it's so that a it's a pillow. Oops, I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> it's rigged. It. It's rigged. I, uh, you know, it's funny. The pillow actually costs a little bit more than the shirt, which doesn't make any sense. I thought the pillow would have been a little cheaper. Although I guess you got to fill oh, it with stuffing, right? It's like, it's like, yeah. tri- like shredded up parts of shirts inside of it. So that's why it costs more than a shirt. <laughs> that uh, makes sense. Sure. I, I think so. Yeah. Nothing cool. makes sense anymore. Our offense Everyone doesn't just... make sense anymore. I don't know. Matt, let's get into our, our first. I guess let's talk about the Bills game. Then we'll talk about the whole benching of Zach Wilson, you know, Tim Boyle starting. What were your thoughts of the the Jets Bills game? I know we talked at halftime and it it didn't feel super optimistic, but what are your thoughts now, two days removed from Jets Bills? Um, they immediately were put in a terrible spot with Xavier Gibson fumbling 
like right out of the gate, opening kickoff, boom, fumbled. Um, not good, obviously, but defense stands tall. They only allow three there, and you're like, okay, like maybe that's maybe that's a sign. And then we see the offense, and the offense just looks absolutely horrific. The only way they move the ball is after a fake punt from Thomas Morstead, a pass to Brandon Eccles. Brandon Eccles was like the third leading receiver on the Jets in this game, which is just absolutely insane. But I was holding out hope because at halftime it was 16-6. I was like, I don't know, maybe they'll make a change at halftime and it'll spark. They waited, they waited, they waited until it got way out of hand, and then they made a change. It didn't really matter at that mm. point. Like that whole fourth quarter was just so numb because they're already down 32 to six. It's like, what's the point? Like, why even make the change at that point? The game's over. Make the change when, you know, there was still something there, but offense abysmal. I, I don't want to hear about, you know, Nathaniel Hackett had all these ideas for change and it wasn't real change anyway, but. Um, defense finally had one where it, it kind of just felt like they gave up. Like it's like this is all we could do. Um, I was talking to you, you know, off air before we got started on the, the big Sauce Gardner play. He tried to jump around and make a play. Like, hey, we can't, you know, the offense can't do anything. Let's try to get good field position. He gets over aggressive, and then a big play happens. Um, safety wasn't helping over the top in the cover three, and he came down too low, and it was just. You know, broken coverage, trying to make a play. They're pressing. They're trying to keep the team in the game. Most weeks they do, but the the wheels fell off. That's all. Yeah, it, it, was, it was rough. It was hard to watch. I mean, the, as soon as my, so my neighbor came over, we're sitting watching the game. It's like, all right, cool. We're going to have a few beers. You know, this game's going to stay competitive until probably halftime. And then I expect the Bills to probably pull away. And immediately Gibson fumbles. And this has been a problem. Like it's not, this isn't the first time Gibson's put the ball on the ground. Like we've seen it or at least maybe not even put it on the ground, but just like bobbled snaps. We saw it in training camp a lot. We saw it in preseason. So I want him to kind of work on his hands. I don't really know how you do that at that particular point, but it just like set the tone for the entire game. And then you see Zach Wilson running backwards and he trips and falls. And it's just one clown show after another throughout the entirety of the game. And, you know, I sauce. That was a bad, let's call yeah. Sunday a bad day for sauce overall. Like the, the, the jumping of the route, I can understand trying to make a play, but the giving up on the tackle after jumping the route and messing it up, that was a really bad look. I thought the tweet like immediately after the game where he was like definitely in his feelings was probably not the best. Uh, I barely finished the post game show at that point. Like that. Yeah. Well, we get to the locker room and like, I don't know. I record right away a, a nine minute video. I was saying nine minutes after the final whistle, he's already tweeting stuff off. Like, dude, not great. And the, and a penalty in the game too. Like the That's personal right. foul. He, uh, he was clearly taking out his frustrations. Um, he wasn't the only one too. like, I got Clemens ripped and went off too. I was going to say, I got ripped on Twitter because I didn't like that uh, that Michael Clemens was picking a fight after they got their doors blown off in the locker, uh, in the in the tunnel. But I don't know. Some some people like that, I guess. So I'm not I'm not super fired up about Clemens. Like, I do like that the guys got hurt. I'll say that much. But I think the part there's a video clip from further down the tunnel. I think Samini posted it or maybe he retweeted it or something. And you could hear some of the audio. But even worse, you see Zach talking to someone coming back and then Salah just has his head down and like avoids everyone, like walks right past Zach, walks right past whoever was filming and like just dips out. Like he totally was like tapped out. Like I have no idea what to say anymore. I'm, 
I'm getting put on this podium week after week and just having to recite the same thing over and over and over again. And it, it did feel like the defense gave up. And I have a hard time like blaming them, to be honest. They, they've no. put up so many great games throughout this season. Like even the Charger game where we got blown out, Zach Wilson was directly responsible for 17 points of that swing. He got sacked, took us out of field goal range, and then he had two fumbles that led directly to touchdowns. So like even that game wasn't really or shouldn't have been a blowout from the defense either. So I I, I feel bad for the, the whole team, and I hope they can stay together uh, through the rest of this season for sure. Yeah, I just don't want to see it kind of go off the rails. It felt like it did last year, right? You know, season ends on a six-game losing streak, and the last few weeks were just rough. The Jacksonville, Seattle, Miami, you know, like that that was the last three-game stretch, I believe, unless I'm missing one. They had the Lions game mixed mm -hmm. in there somewhere, but um, that team was also one that just went off the rails, and that was it. And there's – Seven games is a lot. Like they still have a lot of schedule left. Not, I'm not going to be crazy. I'm not saying that you know the Jets are going to get their way back into it. They're going to rattle off three wins in a row. I'm not, I'm not there. But I don't want to see this team go into a shell and finish four and thirteen. Like, okay, then you get what the seventh pick in the draft. I, I sure, I, I guess there's a positive there. But a lot of this core right is coming back for next year, and it would be a second year in a row of a god-awful, abysmal finish. Like, this team also needs how to learn to win. They're a young team outside of Rodgers. Like, they, it would do them well because you're assuming Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, and Nathaniel Hackett, for better or for worse, all three of those guys are coming back next year. So you might as well see if it could actually work and they could coach through some of these issues they're having. Yeah, 100%. You got to have the, the locker room continue to fight because last year was awful. I mean, that Jacksonville game, I've never watched a game quite so bad i mean the, the the giant game this year was pretty interesting from like uh this really sucks to watch sort of perspective but i want to see this team continue to fight and i want to see salas show us something i want to see uh I, honestly i want to see hackett show us something too i want to see Boyle like perform well and and you know just not roll over i don't want to see us get steamrolled by miami I got so many damn Dolphins fans in my DMs that, like, if we get steamrolled by Miami, they'll be like, oh, we beat this great defense. Like, I'm already trying to kind of fend off the Bills from the Jets defense. It's like, dude, like, they gave up. They they just flat out gave up. Or they got beat. Like, you know, the first time they got beat this year. But, like, it just, it sucks. I, I hate trying to make excuses and trying to find, like, reasons as to why we're better than we are. And, you know, it's. I hope excuse season is kind of over at this point. Do you think we see Zach at all again this year or ever, or do you think it's Boyle the rest of the way out? Do you think Boyle can hold the team uh, the rest of the way out, or do you think we want to move into Simeon at some point? Oh, I think Simeon will start. Uh, there's to me, there's no way. I don't think Tim Boyle will start in seven games. Maybe he starts a couple in a row, but I also don't think they go back to Zach. I think that's it. I think it's the Boyle and Simeon show the rest of the way. Uh, and I think Zach Wilson's cut in the offseason. I, I would be floored if he's on the roster in 2024. Uh, just based on Salah's comments this week, like we'll handle that in the offseason kind of thing. It's like, oh, all right, see ya. And I, I feel, I do feel bad. I do because, you know, I think he's matured this year. I like his press conferences a lot better than in years gone by. You know, he's, a, I don't think he's a bad kid. He's talented. And the issue's never been talented. None of us has ever gotten up here and said Zach Wilson's not a talented player. Um, 
But I think that's it. I think it's over. Yeah, I, I definitely get the feeling it's Boyle and Simeon. And then, you know, I mean, short of like injury. If you get an injury, then maybe you get some sort of opportunity to see Zach one more time. But yeah, I, I think you'll see Boyle. I Honestly, I feel like they're starting Boyle rather than Simeon. They're saying it's because he knows the offense and he's been around since training camp and whatnot. But at the same time, I kind of feel like we're almost protecting Hackett to some degree. Because like if Boyle stinks it up, you know, oh, he stunk for like one game. Well, it was a short week. And it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, then he stinks, uh, you know, the week after. It's like, all right, well, maybe we'll we'll try to swap some things out. He's going to start again. And then it'll be Simeon the rest of the day, uh, rest of the time. And if he stinks, it's not going to be because Nathaniel Hackett. It'll just be, you know, these two quarterbacks stink and, you know, kind of forget the guy behind the curtain. That's what I see. They shouldn't have put themselves in this spot to begin with. I'm sorry. I know this is a, mm-hmm. a broken, broken record here. We've all talked about it, but. They could have fixed this in April after week one, after week three, at the deadline when Carson Wentz called them and basically begged them to sign it. Like there were so many opportunities where they could have added somebody else and they just said, nah, we're all set. So if you let Russ cook, are you letting Tim boil? God. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hope he does. I hope he goes off. I hope he does Mike White against Cincinnati, man. Just let's go nuts. 400 yards, three touchdowns, two picks. Let's go. Let's go full crazy. Why not? Just let it rip all over the yard. Uh, John pops in. Woo. It's a big super chat. Let me adjust that real quick. Whoop. Sorry. You got to make the sound effect in order to, whoop, to do that correctly. Uh, John drops in. He says, do you guys think we need to hold on to Salah and Douglas next season to see Aaron Rodgers experiment through? So I am going to say a resounding yes. I think you have to let Douglas and Salah and Hackett get the quarterback they were supposed to have. I mean, it would have been one thing if we got halfway through the season, Rodgers popped his Achilles and we looked bad in the games that Rodgers was in for, then maybe you you kind of consider something different, but they never even got a shot. I mean, there was not even a completed pass to a jet wide receiver. I think they're definitely coming back, but I will say as an add-on to this, I do not want them to, so I, I've, I've flipped I've, I was very much on the, we should draft a quarterback to sit behind Rodgers, but after thinking about it and digesting it a little bit more, I don't want this regime to draft a quarterback this year. I want to bring in a veteran backup of the Geno Smith type caliber. Like maybe it's a Baker Mayfield, a Gardner Minshew, a Jacoby Brissett, someone of that like younger age that could have a turnaround with a really good team because then you sign him to a two-year contract, you let Rodgers be Rodgers next year. If it doesn't work and you have to implode everything, then Salah and Douglas are both gone, but at least you have a veteran quarterback in place and then you let the new GM, new head coach select their quarterback at that point in time as opposed to drafting a quarterback this year, possibly using assets in future years that Douglas and Salah may not be here for to acquire a quarterback and then you wind up having this quarterback you know, have to get in a second offense in two years, potentially, if Sal and Douglas get fired. And now you're either, you know, having this guy in two different offenses or you're trying to pigeonhole your coaching and GM search to fit the quarterback. And I don't want that either way. So I think, yes, hold on to Sal and Douglas through next year and then reassess if the Rodgers experiment went well. And then I would say if it does go well, I would be fine with them taking another crack at a quarterback high in the draft in 2025. That wouldn't bother me at all. I just think you have to go into a cons- like a semi-conservative uh, approach for this offseason because of the footing that Salah and Douglas are currently on. Where do you fall on this, Matt? 
Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I agree with everything that you said there um, on the, the philosophy of this, right? Like this was the plan to begin with. Let's actually see if the plan works. At the same time, my motto has been this week, I said it since Sunday and people are probably tired of if they've watched my stuff either, you know, Sunday, Monday or earlier today. I'm at the point where like I, I have no sympathy for Robert Sala or Joe Douglas if they get fired. Mm. I don't think either of them do. I'm not advocating for them to pull the plug on either of them. But if they do, I have very little sympathy for them because they really brought a lot of their problems on themselves. Um, but I also to, to add on to what you were saying with the whole quarterback thing, because that is going to be all offseason. We're going to talk about whether the Jets should take a quarterback in the first round that have them sit behind Rodgers, or if they should take an offensive lineman or wide receiver or whatever other position you like. I am of the belief that they should take the best offensive lineman available. I'm assuming they're going to trade for Devontae Adams. That just feels like a lock, especially after the leak yet again on Sunday morning. Um, so I think that's where they find that wide receiver too. But if they want to take a quarterback as a day three dart throw and have them sit and maybe you have something, right? Um, you know, there's quarterbacks around the league who are starters that weren't taken in the first round. You know, Brock Purdy is the obvious one that everyone talks about. But, you know, Dak Prescott was a fourth rounder. You know, it, it happens Kirk sometimes. Cousins, Russell Wilson. Cousins. Yeah. yeah. It happens. I'm not saying that's your plan, right? And be like, Oh yeah, we got this guy. We don't have to worry about court, but you just see what you have for a year or two and see if there's any growth or development. Maybe you have something or, or if you don't, then whatever it's a, a third round pick that or fourth round pick. And you know, maybe he's your backup quarterback for three years and you move on. Like at the end of the day, I, I think you need to be using that first round draft pick to help out the offense for 2024. This is a historically, historically, historically bad offense. And then you have people like, let's hedge our bets with Aaron Rodgers. No, let's, let's help out the worst offense in the league, please. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I would be offensive line all damn day in the first round. And I don't think there's any way, like I like a lot of the quarterbacks in this class. I think there's probably seven that I would be considering taking. And if one makes it to the third round, I'd probably consider it. I think third round is when you start to maybe start feeling it out. But you mentioned trading for Devontae Adams. So before I move on to the next Super Chat, what are your thoughts on Douglas and Salah using future assets to get pieces for next year? Like, a, oh no, I have to save my job. Like, like what is your, uh, hey, no, Woody, or not Woody, uh, oh no, Douglas, you're not going to be allowed to make this particular move because you're mortgaging part of the future like what what pick are you feeling might be worth giving up for Devonte adams um well they're not gonna have their second rounder um i don't think it's gonna take a first rounder in 2024 i think it's you know a mid-round we'll call it a third or a fourth and then another pick in 2024 uh 2025 excuse me um but there's not really anything saying like that they can't in my mind like they can't use their assets in the 24 draft or 25 draft to try to go for it with rogers like that's mm -hmm. that's the plan you bring in aaron Rodgers here you're trying to win a championship and you know if they decide Devonte adams is what they need and it's going to take you know multiple mid-round picks then yeah do it like I, there's there's nothing that is i guess off limits in my mind yeah i think i'm i'm sort of in that same wheelhouse i would be okay with some type of conditional 2025 pick. Like, let's say you had to give up a, a second, and then if the Jets make the Super Bowl, regardless of win or loss, 
you know, you give up the first round pick in 2025. I think I'm probably all right in that sort of scenario. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's tough. I hate that we have to think this way. Uh, Citybert says Boyle has one touchdown in college. Activate Simeon. So Simeon is active. He was brought up from the practice squad. Uh, he's going to be quarterback two. Zach is quarterback three. He's the emergency quarterback that's allowed to be on the roster uh, for this upcoming week. Blitz crew hops in, says love Clemens attitude, but he needs production to maintain his spot. These seven games will show us who is worth keeping. Yeah. Michael Clemens really just was like a WWE character this year and not so much a football player. Like he, he should have been like a really good special teams player for us, but he's too, he, he bulked up too much to be fast and he was too small to play like inside. So he's kind of this weird, ambiguous kind of player that we all sort of like, but you're just not getting enough out of, um, I don't know. What are your feelings on Clemens this year? Uh, I don't think he's been very good. Um, you're right. Like he's in an in-between weight right now. I think he'd probably be better off losing the weight and going back to more of that edge rusher role that he was in. I think he's probably best suited as a deep rotation and special teams guy. Um, I mean, yeah, he's, he, he, Came in shirtless and is really scary and had the, like the spiked bat for hard knocks. Like that was cool, but I don't know. He hasn't really done anything this year to jump off. Like he had that critical penalty, special teams penalty that almost cost him. And what game was that? The Giants? I believe so. Yeah. Or Eagles. He's one had of those. a few. One I think of- he's had more than one penalty. Yeah. I'd have to. Yeah. And that was a really special teams. And it's like, this is, I don't know. You can't be making those, those mistakes. I, 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 I think fans kind of overrate him a little bit yeah i i would i would agree j boy says trevor will start friday mind games by the head coach i don't think trevor's starting friday i think they are going to let Boyle start i don't think you make this change to Boyle and no. then have him answer these questions and then pull the rug out from under him not to mention the dude's probably got family coming in he's got to be pretty excited for to to you know play against miami i'm terrified of how this is gonna look but i um i think they definitely start start boy you think there's any shot they playing some mind games and starting trevor no that would, i'd be floored um if they pulled something like that i i think i think no no shot chuck lagana thank you so much for the ten dollar super chat i don't see uh, a comment in there but you did follow it up with two more ten dollar super chat so it's greatly appreciated and then as i scroll down a little bit more uh I see Chuck Lagana said, I got screwed sending two super chats that didn't work. So Chuck, put in your uh, your comment in the chat. I will uh, I will make sure we find it and put it up there. We're not gonna we're not gonna screw you out of anything. No, uh, yes. Chuck's a loyal listener, man. He's he's always he in is. these in all these streams. We appreciate it. Yeah, him. for sure. We're not trying to screw you, Chuck. Uh let's see, we got Gangrene44 says I know we are stuck with Salah, but I'm done. Tank job with Tim Boyle, drinking Fiddlehead Ryan. Try it. Ah, Fiddlehead's good. I've had that before. Um, is th- is Fiddlehead the one with... Mm, God. I'm Googling it. Okay. I know. I think it's... There's a, what there's a beer. Like? What was that? Are you asking like what it looks like? No, I was thinking, is Fiddlehead the brewery or is Fiddlehead the type of beer? If you're looking it up, you let me know which one it is. Because I, I'm uh, under the IPA. It's a white can and like green writing, and there's these swirly things all on it. Oh, maybe I haven't had that one. I said, maybe I'm thinking of a cigar. I don't know. Not a. 
I'm not a beer. I'm not a beer guy. Um, so I, I, I can't part it, but which is unfortunate. But I love um, beer, so I'll have to I'll have to try it if I haven't. I've heard of it though, unless I'm just like I know Fiddlehead. <laughs> I've heard, heard that before. I'm an idiot. Um, yeah, what do you think about the, the 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 tank job here? Like, you think they're starting Boyle because they're okay losing games at this point, or do you think Boyle's actually the best quarterback on our roster right now? No, I believe Trevor Simeon is. I think in their mind, they say Tim Boyle knows our offense the best. Like that's how coaches think. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, this guy knows my system the best. And like this veteran has been around the league. They they've been in my system before. They know it the best rather than going up talent. Like, I don't know. That's, that's what crap. Front- Josh Dobbs shows up for fucking two days oh, and they, like has, he doesn't know the offense. <laughs> he's just out there making plays because he's an athlete. Yeah. It, it's yeah, it, it's frustrating. I'm not saying I agree with that logic, but that's my interpretation of how the jets operate they i think they mm-hmm. believe that boyle knows his offense the best and he's the right man for the job even though he has three touchdowns to nine picks in the nfl and at you have you seen his uconn numbers i haven't but i i saw the oh, one look. touchdown i was like i don't want to look oh, it up look. i was i was literally watching uh good morning football and i don't remember who was saying it but they're like yeah you don't want to look at his college numbers just do, do yourself a favor don't look at it i was like okay i won't <laughs> I, was like, I don't have nope. any faith in tim boyle anyway but like i'm gonna root yeah. for him just i don't know no, they'll say it on the broadcast, I'm sure, on Friday. Mm-hmm. I want you to be surprised then. I don't, I don't want to talk about it again. I did it too <laughs> too much today. It's not pretty. It's bad. It's worse yeah. than his NFL numbers, and his NFL numbers are three touchdowns, nine picks. So oh, I'm putting my head in the sand. Putting my head yeah, in the yep. sand. John drops in. John says, pick up the phone and call Fitzmagic if Boyle fails. No, it's <laughs> going to be Boyle. It's going to be Simeon. And if both of them get hurt, then you're probably just – I guess you put Zach back out there at that point. Or do you put like, hey, Randall Cobb, you're going to be our quarterback now. Oh, God. I don't want to think about that. But <laughs> Ever since Ryan Fitzpatrick left after the 2016 season, all he has done is said how much he hated being a New York Jet. So I don't really have – like I appreciate the 2015 season. That was probably just isolating that one year. That's the most touchdown pass that they've – you know, they have, that's a ton of yardage. That's probably the best single season quarterback season that I saw, uh, which is really, really sad. Right. I think Um, yardage wise, the only person that beats him is Namath. Namath. Yeah. It was 39 and change and 31 Mm -hmm. touchdowns. And well, we we all know how it ended, unfortunately, but, and and then in 2016, he stunk. He had the sixth interception game in in Kansas city and then they quit. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Being a Jet fan sucks. Uh, Patrick. Patrick says, Devontae Adams or Mike Evans? So I'm of a different mindset than I think a lot of people. I, I threw a poll up in the in the live chat a few days ago. And nice. it's like, all right, do you want Mike Evans? Do you want Devontae Adams? Do you want T. Higgins? Do you want someone other? And it was like, I think it was 60% Devontae Adams. And like, I like Devontae Adams. I'm going to be tickled pink when we wind up getting him. I'm going to be super pumped. Because him as a number one or number two, however you want to you know call it, is going to be the best one-two punch we've ever had. But from a pure like size profile, I very much prefer T. Higgins or Mike Evans. I think the uh, age for Higgins is more attractive, and sure. where he can go for the next five years. Evans at six foot five 
and like just the size frame he is, he's still putting up thousand yard seasons every single year. He's probably where I'd go just because I don't have to give up a draft pick. But according to Spot Track, he's going to be like a twenty three million dollar a year wide receiver, where Devonte Adams will be technically a one year seventeen point five million dollar option, which is pretty nice. Uh, but I think they'll rework his contract when he winds up coming over here. I agree. I think the contract would have to get reworked. Um, I am not opposed to either of those other two options that you listed off. I would be thrilled with either T Higgins or Mike Evans. I, I think Devonte Adams is the most realistic mm-hmm. option for the jet. And that might sound weird because the other two are free agents and one is a trade, but with Rogers here, I think Devonte is the one that makes the most sense. And believe me, that would be even at how old would he be next year? 31. He's 31 uh, right now, I think. Okay, so I, I'm pretty sure Evans is 30. Yeah, I, still, I think he would him and him and Garrett. I still think would be epic because you don't even need Devonte to be a hundred percent Devonte even next year with, with how good Garrett is. If it's Garrett Wilson being Garrett Wilson, continuing to grow and put up you know 1,100 yard seasons with nobody's throwing the ball. Um, and playing with Aaron Rodgers, and then you have you know eighty percent of what prime Devontae Adams was with Devontae. Then fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's that's significantly better than what they have. Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, Boogie Down Bronx comes in. Thank you so much for the super chat. Says the only positive thing so far about this season is that we don't have to wonder anymore if Zach is the future. We have the answer now. I, you know, I was thinking about it earlier today, and I wonder if we get to a point. Where, because when when does the season actually start again? It's middle of March, right? Yes. Um, I could see a situation where we don't do anything for a while, and we say, okay, you know, we're gonna get Brissett in here or whatever our veteran backup is, and we're already paying Zach eleven million dollars. You know, maybe he's just quarterback three, and we just he's not gonna see the field, and that's like maybe there's a, a part of me that could see that. You think not even, I don't like it. I think you just, I think cut ties. I think it's too Mm. toxic. I can't, I think it's just too toxic Uh, and not him specifically, Mm. but just the discourse around it. I'd rather just be like, all right, we'll eat the, eat the $11 million. The the headache Mm. is gone. Just, it didn't work. Let, why answer the questions about it? Why have to go Mm. through it in the preseason? Why be one injury away from him being a backup or whatever? Like, Mm. I I just, I think they should just be done with it. Hmm. Yeah, that's probably the way to go. I mean, it definitely feels like, I mean, it sucks because Boogie Down Bronx, what he's saying is, is like, at least we know for sure Zach isn't the guy. I oh, really yeah. feel bad because we weren't supposed to see him this year and he was supposed to get more work over the course of the next like year and a half. And then we were supposed to, you know, see if then he could have been the guy. Like, like even the plan of them wanting to rest Zach and let him sit for a bit didn't even pan out. And it sucks because like, I, I do like Zach the you know, the individual, I think he works hard. I think he's a nice guy. I think it's just, he's not a good quarterback. He's he's not, not good. He can't make the right decisions. He's just an athletic freak that, you know, sees a guy open when they're finally open and then throws the ball a hundred million miles an hour. And then no one can catch the ball from him. But I guess that's, you know, a positive. Any other positives from uh, this season, Matt, that you can really like think of, or maybe what, what what are you looking forward towards the, let's ignore the beginning part. Sorry. Okay. What, positives could you look forward to the rest of this season because i feel like that's where fans kind of need to be at this point like okay we got seven games left tim boyle starting as quarterback what can i look forward to okay 
Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall are still a big play waiting to happen, no matter what, no matter what the quarterback is. Like Brees Hall literally has the Jets' last four offensive touchdowns, which is insane. Uh, and Garrett Wilson, we know he hasn't scored since week two, but he's a dynamic player and was still putting up big numbers outside of the Buffalo game with horrendous quarterback play. Uh, I, th- I think Joe Tipman is turning into a bona fide stud uh, at either center or guard. So fi- figuring out that you have the center of your of the future, I think, is fantastic. Hopefully, knock on everything, he stays healthy. Um, and on the on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, Bryce Huff, pay him uh, eventually, right? But just continue to watch his brilliance. the The entire defense is still really, really good, so you can enjoy that. But um, you know, like Will McDonald to get more run now. He's looked better in recent weeks. Jermaine Johnson's year two leap has been really nice to watch. I think there's definitely things. It's the mostly the younger players, but you know, it's the exciting, explosive pieces that they do have. Yeah, I think it's the future stuff that I'm looking forward to. So like I'm looking forward to seeing Carter Warren at left tackle. Like I don't like Beckton's not gonna be on this team next year. I'm I'm fine if they, you know, just shut down Beckton for the rest of the season. It doesn't matter to me. Moses? I feel. I said I feel for him. He's going to try to play so this I. week. It's crazy. Um, oh, he's going to try. Uh, I didn't see that. I saw try. he was like, oof. Yeah, it's a it's a low grade. It's a low ankle sprain, not a high ankle sprain, which is better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the initial report from Jeremy Fowler was one to two weeks, um, but Josina Anderson reported, and then Robert Sala confirmed that Makai Becton is going to try to play this week. That doesn't guarantee that he's going to be active, but he's going to give it a go. I wouldn't bet on it, um, but I mean that it's things. Makai, you know, Makai was looking good, but you know, health is always going to be a thing there. And you know, if he misses, I don't know, what do you want to call it, three games, maybe? Then that's just mm-hmm. another year where he unfortunately had to miss some time due to injury. Yeah, I, I like Makai from a you know obviously his his physical standpoint, but I think having him at least you know, stay healthy for this long into the season. I thought his mentality changed a bit. Uh, there's a shot I might drop internet right now if you see all my shit blinking right now. Oh, it looks no. like we're having no. a brownout. No, <laughs> so, you're not allowed. So this, this might happen. <laughs> if this happens, I'm sorry. I'm uh, actually, I guess internet works if you're connected to Wi-Fi and the power goes out. And I got, I'm, I'm hardwired, so I'm not Wi-Fi. So maybe that'll work. That would be interesting. But yeah, I, I like how Makai fought back this year. I like how he's performed to some degree at, at left tackle. He still gave up a ton of sacks. I think he gave up like six sacks on the season, had a few penalties. He definitely doesn't look like how I was hoping he would look after his rookie year. Um, and I hope he stays healthy and he goes somewhere else because I, I really do like watching him play. He's fun to watch, uh, you know, get tackled, or get tackled, throw dudes around. Uh, God, my blinking lights are just throwing me for a loop as I'm trying to talk at the same time. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, geez. We'll see what happens. Jonathan Moore hops in. He says, Boyle knows the offense. What offense? He knows it's offensive. That's what it is. Oh, no yes. Idea. Yes. The offensive offense. <laughs> I remember it well. Uh, Blitz crew comes in. Blitz says, Adams. Only if a fourth or lower, which I doubt, too many needs to trade a first or third. MetLife voted by NFL players are the uh, is the worst. I think it was it wasn't even worst field. I think it was worst stadium, is what the yeah. uh, what was the the ranking. And that doesn't surprise me at all. Do the fans hate it? The players have vocally said stuff about it. There's always injuries here. 
I hate the way MetLife looks. It's a big old air conditioner, like, or a soup can or whatever you want to say. And it's tough to walk like around. You can't just go around the entire stadium like you used to with giant stadium. It's just so depressing to see what we, what we turned into, but for $1.6 billion, that's, that's what we got. Uh, Devonte Adams for fourth or lower isn't going to happen. I think, I mean, maybe you say a fourth this year and a conditional next year. I think that's, you know, possible. I would, I would do that. I would, I, if, it, if they want, I don't know if they want a third round pick. I don't know if I want to give up a third round pick for Devonte Adams. Really? Like I for think the, I, this year's third I, round. I think I, I absolutely would. Um, and then I, I, I mean, you could consider moving back in the first if you wanted to, but you'd think about it as, would you be okay if the Jets use their third round pick on a wide receiver in the draft and it ended up being their wide receiver too? Probably. I guess right? it's a good way. That's a good way to look at that. I, the way I'm kind of looking at the draft, I'm definitely with you offensive line. I would, I wouldn't even be so mad as to do like left tackle interior offensive lineman for like our first two picks. Like I could sit and, and take that. I think the thing that bugs me about the draft pick is there's so many like good wide receivers that you can have in free agency to go and give away a draft pick that could have otherwise been an additional piece that could help you out. But maybe it's just too hard to learn with Mike Evans and with T Higgins. And it just makes more sense with Rogers here and, and his age to just have someone he's already familiar with that. It seems like the relationship's already there. I shouldn't say I'm not looking forward to giving up a third round pick, but I don't, well, let's I don't love the idea of trading. I, and I, and I totally, I totally understand that. And, you know, the jets have found, you know, players who are, you know, who give them them value in the, in the mid rounds. Um, but at the same time, like the, I think about third rounders that the jets have, have taken over the years, their most recent one, did they have a third round pick this year? No, they didn't from the, the trade, right? The then, third round pick. We have a third round. Oh, you mean this past year? Oh, last year's draft class, right? It was a first, a second, and then we they gave didn't up have the Elijah Moore third. Yeah, it's a move up in the second. Okay. Yeah. So then Jeremy Rucker was a third round pick who I like, but that's not a guy who you're taking that's going to be an immediate impact player. That's a good way um, to look at that. Ashton Davis is a third round pick. Zuniga. Um, Zuniga. <laughs> Michael Carter was a third or or was he a fourth I think round he was pick? A fourth. I think he was okay. a fourth. Well, like that's the like sometimes it hits and it's great, but sometimes it takes the guys a few years to get up to speed. Mm. Sometimes it just doesn't work out at all. So you're you're using a dart throw in the third mm. round on an already established player. I look at no matter how you slice it, I think the Jets' first two picks, so first round and third round, should be used on helping out the offense. And if that mm -hmm. includes moving that third round pick to land an already established player like Devontae Adams, I'm okay with it. All right, I'm sold. I'll give up the third. <laughs> you, okay. you convinced me. You convinced me. Sky C says, hey, guys, do you trust Joe Douglas to draft another quarterback? Do you think Salah wanted Zach Wilson or was that a Joe Douglas pick? Would have uh, you taken, uh, would you take a quarterback over offensive line in the first round? Happy Thanksgiving to you guys and your families. Happy Thanksgiving, Sky C. Happy Thanksgiving, Sky C. So would I trust Joe Douglas to make another quarterback selection? I would. I think when you look at the 2021 draft, I thought it was the right time. And I think a lot of Jet fans thought it was the right time to take a quarterback because of the contract that was going on with Sam. And then you sort of look and you say, okay, well, Zach's not it. Mac Jones isn't it. Trey Lance isn't it. Justin Fields isn't it. You know, the next draft was Kenny Pickett. Like, 
I don't know where we would have gone. We would have just been waiting for a veteran quarterback to kind of come around uh, at that point. I think Zach was the right pick, unfortunately. It just didn't work. Right. And then you're going to have the people who wanted to trade back and get the haul and ride it with sure. Sam. But still, you you would still be looking for that quarterback. Because even Sam with, if you have Penny Sewell or whoever else, you know, they mm-hmm. wanted in, in 2021. And, and I get it. It didn't. It didn't work, but I liked that they, you know, they went up to the the plate and they swung. They didn't stand there and take strike three. They went up, they swung big, they missed. But that doesn't mean you now take your ball and go home. Like you got to go up there and and try again. And I I would I I think you give him an opportunity. I don't want to take a quarterback in the first round this year. Um, I don't really know if I could be convinced on that either, to be honest with you. Uh, just yeah. because. I don't like the half in half out approach on going all in. Like you can't be one foot in one foot out either go in with Rogers. And that's not to say you can't take a quarterback then in like, I don't know the fourth or fifth round or whatever, but with the offensive line issues with the need for another wide receiver, I think you need to fill some holes that could help the 2024 team before you worry about 2026 potentially. Yeah. I mean, talk about how mad I, I think I guess I'll speak for myself. I was so mad when we took Will McDonald. I was like, this is a pick for the future. It's not a pick for right now. We want to win a Super Bowl this year. And, you know, even the Titman pick when they're like, oh, we'll, we'll have McGovern in here and he's going to start. Titman's not going to start right away. Like, it just felt like this whole draft was for the future. And that is what draft picks are for. But when you have Aaron Rodgers, I guess the draft picks are a little bit less important unless you're getting proven caliber players. So I'm with you. I'm against a quarterback in the first round. I would definitely go best offensive lineman. You're looking to get a guy that could be here for the next 10 years, someone that could be healthy and, and stay like on the offensive line all the time. And you're not just going to get a Becton again or, or, you know, insert whatever other injury prone player that we have on our offensive line. So I, I would be okay taking a quarterback, probably fourth round, third, fourth round. If one of these quarterbacks falls a little bit further and there's not much expectation and the jets were still able to get Devonte Adams, and they're not moving a pick that, you know, I don't know, could have helped them this season. I'd be all right with it. But yeah, also, I'm out on quarterback in round one. Also, Joe Douglas moves his picks a lot, not necessarily in the first round, right? Like he's kind of, well, I mean, he's traded back into the first round, but we wanted to see him, you know, maybe, when was it, two years ago, the trade back, right? Didn't want people want to trade. When was For, there a trade back? Yeah, it was the Garrett Wilson sauce draft. Like number 10, they want to trade back from. Yeah, yeah, and, and get get more picks and stuff like that. But in the mid rounds, I, mean, I feel like we see him move a lot and like package picks to get back into a round from like, I don't know, like a, a sixth and a seventh to get into the fifth. I don't know if the math is mathing on that, but like, you, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So there's ways to get extra picks in that three, four, five round if that's what they wanted to do to find something. Yeah. Like if they had a guy who's could go in the mid round that they wanted. Mm. So guys, I'm going to let you know, I have my mock off season dropping tomorrow i spent all day like literally nine o'clock in the morning until like 5 30 tonight building this um it's gonna drop tomorrow night i believe i think that's what i'm gonna wind up doing um but uh where was i going with this mock draft trade down oh draft pick wise we got a first a third a fourth no a first a third two fourths a sixth and two sevenths that's what our draft picks are this year where was the second fourth from Bradley and a or no is that right it's I'm, from, I'm not oh, doubting I'm genuinely it's asking, from though. uh it's from Denver I know that 
We got it from Denver, and I don't know if it's the Denver oh, fourth it, or uh, the Miami fourth. I think from the um, no, nothing Bradley and Nay. The who uh, Jacob Martin. Oh, right? that's what it is. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know that the fourth is from that one, and then the seventh round we gave up our our seventh, I think, for Chuck Clark, but we got two other sevenths. I think I'm reading that right. I think that makes sense. And they should have comp picks too, no? Um, who did we bring in last year as far as free agents go? This past Lazard was a free agent. Yeah, Lazard. Um, Rogers was not. That was a trade. You had uh, Hardman was a free agent. I don't think we're going to get a comp pick. Who did we have leave? Yeah. Uh, Mike Mike White, Braxton Berrios. I don't think either uh, one signed a contract big enough to justify it. Not with our offsets, at least. I don't think we're going to get one this year. Okay, maybe maybe I'm mistaken. It could be. Well, hey, we'd have to ask Greenbean. Greenbean's definitely yeah, he's dialed a into that. He's a comp pick, dude. Uh, Jace, thank you so much for the super chat. Jace says, uh, what are y'all's thoughts on heavy O-line in free agency? Whoever is available, trade for Adams, draft quarterback in the first, then heavy O-line the rest. Also, y'all should do a collab with Jet Central. Go Jets. Uh, Ian's a good dude. Anytime Ian wants to come on, we'd love to have him on. Uh, but as far as offensive line in free agency, so I really, the first call I'm making in free agency is to Jonah Williams. And the Jets and Joe Douglas, every offseason, at least the last three, we've gone after the top offensive linemen and have offered him the most amount of money. So Joe Tooney, then Jack Conklin, then uh, Orlando Brown this past year. Now we have the quarterback in place, so I think you might be able to get a, a player. So offensive lineman that you could probably be talking about. I like Jonah Williams. He moved from left tackle to right tackle and is playing pretty solid. Played a, like almost all the snaps since he had his injury his rookie year. I don't know with, so the Bengals have a lot of cap space right now. They got like $80 million and they do have to re-sign Jamar Chase. They do have, you know, to make a decision on T Higgins. So maybe Jonah Williams doesn't shake free, but they didn't exercise his fifth year option. So maybe there's some level of like frustration there with him. Uh, the next one might be uh, Trent Brown from New England. He can play left tackle, right tackle. With them blowing it up in New England, he may just want to, you know, move on at that point. Um, Bakhtiari, I think, is definitely going to get cut from Green Bay, so I think he is going to be an option. I think he's probably our fallback as, like, a last resort type of of tackle. Um, I wouldn't I would want to rely that. on him. What was that? He's been, I said I would not like that. He's been pretty much hurt each of the last He's played like, one game two of the last three years. It was, like, one game. Well then. Yeah. But I see the the difference is Bakhtiari is like top five tackle in the league when he's healthy, where Makai is not. Makai's like, no, but that's somewhere. I mean that's like twenty nineteen. You have to go like twenty nineteen to to get that. I don't know. I mean, you, when Bakhtiari's on the field, he is like really really good. It's just not a lot of time. I think yeah. he's going to be like the fallback option for us. Um, I definitely think we're going offensive line in the first round, though. I'm I'm not gonna, you know. I don't want to go quarterback in the first round. What are you no, thinking as far I, as offensive no. line goes? Um, I, I'd i have to really look and see who's a free agent, but the tackles we just kind of rattled through don't really move the needle a ton for me. Mm. Um, I'd probably rather spend on the interior and try to find mm. the tackle in the draft. Interesting. 
Do you know, are there, who is out there as far as interior? Interior offensive line is going to be a sneaky need for the New York Jets because Tomlinson's in the last year of his contract. AVT hasn't stayed healthy for two years. And I thought Tomlinson had one more. I thought he had a three year deal. He does. He's got, he's got next year. That's it. This, this okay. is his second so he's year. He's, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's going into his last year. And then I misunderstood. Yeah, I would like to bring back McGovern. I think from an, an offensive flexibility standpoint, for $1.9 million, if he's willing to sign the same contract, like you could do that. There's also the center from Tennessee, uh, Bowers, Brewers. I can't think of what his name is, but uh, he played with our offensive line coach. So maybe there's you know some degree of like, oh, this guy could be our center and Tittman oh, will just Aaron be a... What was that? Aaron Brewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's if he's going to get somewhere around that like five million dollar range, maybe there's some interest there, and you keep Tipman at guard. Uh, I don't know. I want someone with positional flexibility for sure. Offensive line's got to be a priority. You, you, like you need yeah. to be two guys deep at like every spot. Brewer has played both uh, guard and center. By the way, I just pulled up okay. him quick because yeah, he played left guard in 2022 and played center this year. He hasn't been great. Um, okay, but. It's the familiarity, right? Like the, the coaches love yeah. guys who know their system and know how to – who they know. It's a good old boys club sometimes. It really is. Blitzkrew says, I want a vet wide receiver, just an un, uh, just uh, unrestricted free agent, not uh, no pick plus cap hit. So Devontae Adams' cap hit isn't bad, though. That $17.6 million is, is all right. The benefit of getting an un, uh, an unrestricted free agent like a, a like a Evans or T Higgins is you can structure it a whole new way, but you're giving up a much bigger contract. With Devonte, you could say like, "Hey, your cap hit is 17.6 this year. It's 36 the year after. It's 37 the year after that. You only have 17 and a half guaranteed left. So we're going to give you, let's call it 30 million dollars guaranteed. We're going to make it a three year contract." And you're gonna have a lower cap hit, so you're gonna knock it down from 17 and a half, and it's gonna go down to like a maybe seven, eight million dollar cap hit, depending on what the signing bonus is. I think you can probably get it done with a trade. It's just a matter of how much you're giving up to do it, and then it's you know how long do you have to commit? Like you don't want to. I don't know. I'm happy with any one of those players. If you get Devonte, if you get T Higgins, if you get Evans, I mean, even if you want to throw in Mooney and. Hollywood Brown, like there's a there's a lot of receivers I'd be okay getting. Those are just the the three at the top of my list. Yeah, I agree with the three on your top. Um, I think you have to come away with one of those three. I'd be surprised if T. Higgins gets re-signed with the Bengals just because I know they have money, like you said, but mm. they have a ton of receivers, man, um, and a ton Tyler of Boyd. options. I would be happy with Tyler Boyd too. Not necessarily yeah, as wide receiver too, but I would love to add him. Right, right. But I mean that's a that's a quality guy. I mean, he, not that he's a number 1, but he's a 2-3, which is, you know, what you're hopefully hoping to to add there. But I I think Higgins is a really good 1B. He's probably a number 1 on a lot of teams. Mike Evans and Devontae Adams are number 1 receivers. Um Garrett Wilson to, in my eyes is a bona fide number 1, so if you're getting a solid 1B like Hell yeah. I I want the Jets version of AJ Brown, Devonta, Devontae Smith. I want the Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. Like, mm-hmm. especially when you're going all in with Aaron. Like, I don't want to do this one injury away from playing two UDFAs in the lineup. Completely agree. Citybird comes in, says Garrett Wilson fumbled uh in back-to-back games, concerning or no. 
So he fumbled in two of three games, and then he had some drops. And I, was he? Did he have a penalty? He had a penalty with the block in the back against the Chargers. I don't know if he had other ones other than that. Um, I don't know if I'd say it's so much as concerning as much as I'd say I think a lot of our guys are trying to do too much as opposed to having everyone do their job because they're trying to make the play happen because the offense isn't going forward. Or like on the defensive side, you have Clemens not scooping and scoring or not falling on that uh, fumble in the Charger game. You have Sauce trying to jump a route, trying to get an interception instead of you know making the safe play and just knocking the ball away. Um, I'm not... I'm not concerned with Garrett. I think it's more of a concentration and like exceeding effort <laughs> trying to make something happen. What about you, Matt? Where do you fall on this? I, I would echo everything you just said. Uh, and I'm not saying that this is what city bird is doing. I am saying in general, I can't get behind like putting much emphasis or effort on focusing on guys like, Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson who are making mistakes because the reasons you said, I think they're pressing, um, which is the same reason why, like, can the defense button it up a little bit in the run game? Yes. But I feel like we're wasting our time talking about that. Like it's the analogy that I made last week that we're, you know, we are talking about the scratch on your fender when you don't have an engine. Like this is like, let's, let's worry about getting an engine in the car first before we buff out the scratch. I love it. It's a great, great analogy. Jace comes in, says Hackett is in zero jeopardy of losing his job despite having the worst offense, having a worse offense than Gase's. Jets, Salah called him, called them an expansion team. Cucks for Rogers, LOL. Yeah, look, it's definitely true. I mean, honestly, I have no problem with it. It sucks, but at the same time, I have no problem with like doing whatever Aaron wants because we're gonna get Aaron Rodgers. Like, even him taking less money wipes out the money that we gave to Lazard and to cook and to Cobb and to uh, Amos and Billy Turner and all these different guys. Like it's, I, it, it sucks. Cause we don't get the benefit of the, the price break from Rogers necessarily for him to feel comfortable. But like, if I have to put up with Hackett, but I am definitely getting Rogers, I'm okay with it. It's like the doomsday situation of this year where you're like, okay, Hey, you're getting all this shit but you're not getting Rodgers, and that's where I think all of us are like, oh, screw this, I'm out. But do you think because there's any, Hackett, like, uh, well, I get, go into that, and then we'll talk about, do you think Hackett should be in hot water? Sorry, to, I kept jumping you. I was, I was excited to talk about this, because <laughs> I think if, if Rodgers is here, it doesn't matter how bad Hackett is. Hackett would be a glorified quarterback coach, because they give him the formation, and Rodgers is barking out at the line of scrimmage. Zach Wilson can't do that. One, because he breaks the huddle with like four seconds left every time. And they're right up to the line and they're snapping the ball at one second consistently or taking a timeout as time's about to expire. Um, but like, yeah, the quarterback's the most important position in the sport. And the Jets have been looking to find a real franchise quarterback forever. And I know that Rodgers isn't going to be a franchise quarterback for a decade, but you have a window of opportunity to win with a really good young roster that is being hamstrung by a really bad offense. And for everyone who complains about the offensive coordinator and the offensive line, which both of those things stink, believe me, they are both really, really bad. A great quarterback masks a lot of those problems, not all, but a lot. So I don't think it would nearly look this bad. And I hate also not that Jace did this, but hmm. The I'm sure you get in your comments. I get in my comments every single day. No one would be successful behind this offensive line. I really mm -hmm. find that so hard to believe 
when Tommy DeVito is throwing three touchdowns passes behind the even worse offensive line on the Giants. So, and again, that's not saying the Jets have a good offensive line. They don't. And they have a really bad play caller. Both those things are true. But to just go up, you know, that's it. We forfeit. No one has a chance. Like, why? You know, how can we evaluate the quarterback or no one play, play quarterback here? That is just so silly to me. I will never, ever get that. Yeah, not to mention you look down at Miami. They didn't have the best offensive line last year. What do they do? They get the ball out of Tua's hands in 2.2 seconds. That Edge rushers can't get to the quarterback that fast. That's how you prevent sacks. You get the ball out fast. Unfortunately, we don't have a signal or a play caller in Hackett that can match what Mike McDaniel's doing down in uh, Miami. So that we don't have guys that are getting separation like Tyree Kill and Waddle and HN and Mostert are, are, are doing so it's it's tough. You you can't really compare the two, but yeah, it's I, I don't I think the the offensive line is the issue. Is it's the same thing with the receivers. Like people are bitching about the receivers, but it's it's not always like separation. If you have a better quarterback, you can afford less separation. That's why DeAndre Hopkins and uh, not the only reason why DeAndre Hopkins and DK Metcalf those guys actually muscle the ball away from players. Yeah. Where Lazard is in that same like like column as far as uh separation distance but he do- is he's just like soft he doesn't go after the ball it's how many times have we seen him wait for the ball to come to him or not like pull the ball away from the air and high point it's, it's super frustrating yeah that really he does not to me he doesn't look like the same guy he was in in green bay something is very very off with him he, he might need i don't know if he's playing hurt or he's checked out mentally. I don't. He just looks so off right now, though. I, I would seriously sit him down. Yeah, I would like to see some Brownlee through the the back half of this year, just to see what we got. Because maybe you don't have to like go crazy on the wide receiver front, like in the draft and other different positions. Uh, Blitzcrew comes and says Jets projected comps of the sixth and two sevenths. Um, oh, oh, so maybe the picks I was looking at were so. If I go to Tankathon. And I say full order. No, if I go draft power rankings, the Jets. Cur- I don't think they list. Does Tank no, on list? I, I had. I, I, I even closed the the oh, site. Oh, it does. It, oh, it does. It does. It has stars. So the stars would okay. be. So yeah, the Jets are projected two seventh round comps, and a not a sixth round comp. We own our sixth. I think it's just the seventh. Okay. But even still, like what we talked about earlier, like we've seen Douglas package those six and those sevenths to jump up around into the fifth. And then, you know, that's Mm -hmm. how they end their draft classes where they don't have a pick in like the sixth or seventh, but they have, they somehow have like three fourths. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm fine with them packaging stuff to get up to a better, better draft position. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, we have, we need more top end guys than we do like, those late round swings, I feel like. Uh, Q comes in. What's up, Q? He says, don't look Q. now, but if the season ended today, our extra non-conference game in 2024 would be Green Bay. Starting, uh, Start saving your money, folks. I'm there. Yeah, I brought this up. I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago. I think it was, I was last week. I, I was going to say, yeah. I was like, man, if you look at the schedule, the away game is an AFC North away game. And right now, the Packers and Jets are both third in the division. And I think that's where it's going to end up finishing. Like, I don't think, I think Minnesota and I think uh, Detroit are far too ahead of Green Bay. And I think the Bears are just worse. So, and I don't see the Jets falling below the Patriots and I don't think we're going to get above the Bills. So I think we're, I think we're going to Green Bay next year and it's going to be Aaron going back home 
And I would go to that game. I would go to, if I'm picking an away game, that would be the one to go to. I just don't know how much that ticket's going to cost. That's going to be an expensive ticket. Uh, you know, you know that's going to be a primetime game too. Oh, for sure, hundred. That's a Sunday or Monday night. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. You want to go to Monday? You want to uh, want to go to Green Bay, Matt? Depends. I don't know if I want to sit out there uh, with no sun in December. Like if that game's December in Green Bay at nighttime, I might say, you know, I, I might I might take this one in from homeboy. Someone's got to cover this. I think that's fair. Uh, Pooch guy <laughs> comes in. Pooch guy says JD must uh, JB JD must be uber aggressive next off season slash at the deadline. I, so when I was doing my mock off season uh, earlier today, I was stunned how much draft space we have draft uh or sorry not draft cap space we have so right now we're sitting at about 36 million dollars or 35 million 30 million dollars i think is what it was with rollover but with like some simple moves the, the only people you could really cut to save money are cj uzama and like you'd save one million from nick Bauden. and i don't think you're you're not going to move on from like a dj reed or any of those kind of guys but no. you can restructure jfm and you can restructure cj mosley and that saves you like like 20 million dollars the uh, when i was doing my the offseason i had like 62 million dollars to play with it's wild that's, that's not bad you could do some damage with 62 uh, oh, yeah. million I'm, and that's the move i don't want to toot my own horn but i'm very happy <laughs> with my mock off no, season. I, I can't wait those are my favorite things to do i you do one every year you do mm-hmm. we I, I do them every year it, it's so it's so much fun and the work that goes into it i'm really excited mm-hmm. to see what your what your plan is Ooh, you guys will have to wait and see. Have to wait and see. Uh, Chuck Lagana drops in with Super Chat. Thank you, Chuck. Uh, let's see. I'm going to find... Uh, you had comments earlier up. Um, you had a comment earlier? Let's see. Yeah, I, I'm trying to scroll up now to find it. I had it, and then more comments came in, and I, my mouse moved. I'll get, um, it. I'll get it. I'm scrolling pretty far up, though. <laughs> One of his good ones, I don't know if this was made for a Super Chat, but this is from Chuck that I thought was funny. Will McDonald mm-hmm. sounds like someone running for Senate or something. It does. <laughs> I like I think it. He's coming, down to, he's coming into your town today to speak at your town hall. Yeah, right. That's pretty funny. Let's see. Is there anything? Chuck, I don't see, I don't see another comment in there. I appreciate the Super Chat. Uh, when about- you send in a super chat, there should be a, a line above the amount you're going to super chat, and that's where you type in the text. Type in the text before you like hit enter. Um, there you go. Do you see anything in there, Matt? Just some no. like other comment. He said, "Good point, Matt." Uh, so mm-hmm. I mean, or something to that effect. I'm I'm I I'm convinced, Matt. Good talk, brother. It was the exact one. So uh, Chuck is okay. a Matt O'Leary fan, so that means I'm a I'm a Chuck fan. I'm a Chuck fan too. Chuck's good. Dude. <laughs> Uh, if you do have a comment, Chuck, throw it in the chat again, and we'll we'll throw it up on screen for you. Uh, Ace of Spade says, if you fire JD, who out there is better? Keep him. Yeah, I'm not firing JD this year. I wouldn't do it. I want to see him with, uh, not necessarily with Rodgers, but I really like Joe Douglas. Like I'm, I pro- people probably freaking hate me on the forums and stuff because I, I definitely come off more as a, a Joe Douglas apologist than anything else. But there's like. I feel like rational reasons for why certain things didn't work. My issue is that he didn't get the backup quarterback. He took a calculated gamble. It just like spectacularly backfired and you should have made a move at the beginning of the season to get the quarterback. That's really the crux of it. Like I can forgive him for, okay, you know, Becton didn't work out. Well, he didn't have an injury history before that we wanted Werfs, and that would have been the right pick, I guess at the time. 
but I understand wanting to get the left tackle to protect Sam Darnold because Sam was running for his life. I understand going after Denzel Mims. We were pumped that we got Denzel Mims in a trade down situation. Uh, Elijah Moore, you know, it's not for a lack of talent. It's just he he was sick as Zach. It sucks. Like I I would you could almost look at Elijah Moore as like, you know, a decent draft pick. And because of Zach, it like it sucked. <laughs> It was bad. The Zach pick is really the one that hamstrings us. And it it's not like he wanted to roll into this season with Zach. You're rolling with Rodgers and then even to a lesser extent, you know, they looked into Derek Carr and both those guys are historically never hurt. Like they went after the guys that aren't hurt. And then like Tomlinson in free agency last year, like he, he played horrible last year, but he was a pro bowler the year before in the offense that we were running. So like I, some of the, the swings make sense. I didn't think the the Will McDonald pick this year made sense because I thought we were going for the Super Bowl this year and I wanted a pick that would have helped with that. Now, maybe there's a situation where you know, I'm feeling a little bit better. I think Will McDonald's going to be a good player and I think Joe Douglas has an eye for talent. I don't think McCagnan had an eye for talent. I don't think Idzik had an eye for talent. And I think Tanny just traded away all our picks. We never really got to see him draft a whole lot outside of like the Mangini era. Yeah, I... I think Joe Douglas is a good GM that I think too many fans put him in the great category. I think that's mm. where my issue lies. I think he's done more good than bad, but I think he doesn't get enough criticism for the spot that the Jets are in. They, they had many opportunities to bring in another quarterback. Um, they went into this year relying on Mekhi Becton and Dwayne Brown at the tackle spot. Um, and their swing tackle plan was Max, was Max Mitchell and Billy Turner. Injuries, there's no way to guess that they were going to have however many injuries. I think it's up to 14 injuries. Mm-hmm. On the offensive line, it was just downright insane. But um, some of the roster building things are definitely questionable. And de- he had some issues in free agency, man. Um, I think mm-hmm. DJ Reed was a great signing. Um, mm-hmm. That's probably his best one. But there's a lot of there's a lot of whiffs in free agency also. What would you say? I mean, Lazard's a bad one, but is that the price of getting Rodgers? Like, do you chalk that up um, to that? Like for like the the cast of crew that came in this year, that like Cook, not a good signing, but like I I don't know. I sort of like I give him a little bit of a pass for it. Like I sh- maybe I shouldn't, I but like I don't think. But it's not even just this year. Like Uzama, um, we I got thought Uzama was fine money. last year. I don't know. He this like year, not good. It's paid like $10 million. Uh, okay. I guess I wasn't looking at it from a <laughs> number perspective. Uh, I like the leadership. I mean, Law, Lawson, I, I like that he had one okay year, but that contract's not great. Uh, Corey nah. Davis contract was great. But you could, you can't like think he's going to tear his Achilles. Like, I see why they went no, for it. They should have gone for Trey cool. Hendrickson. That was the one. Yeah, our boy Jude Jets was telling us, yo, you got to go for Trey Hendrickson at the time. He's a genius. He was like 13 years old at the time, but he knew. Brilliant. Jude knew. Love Jude. I do love Jude. We should ask Jude to come on for for this in place of Greenbean. Could have thrown him in here. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I didn't even think about it. (laughs) Totally over my head. Uh, Chuck says, uh, it's me, guys. I'm breaking up and screwing everything up. It's okay, Chuck. We like you. That's okay. He says, no worries. Underneath as well. Oh. What, for, like, our private chat? No, 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 no. I was just saying, like, I, I responded yeah. to him in the chat just letting, like, 
we see you. We appreciate you. Just know we appreciate you kind of thing. Oh, I got you. Got you. Got you. Oh, look at Jerome. Jerome's a nice guy in there. He says to Ryan, Matt, Greenby, and all of Jets Nation, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, dude. Yes. We appreciate happy you hanging out with us. Thanksgiving's an elite holiday. That's it why is. I get so I get bent out of shape. Uh, this is going to feel like a personal attack on you because you have a Christmas tree over your shoulder, but it's not. <laughs> uh, I promise. Bring it. No, I, I don't like to rush and jump right to Christmas after Halloween because I think Thanksgiving mm. is such a good holiday. I am all in. I like, I love Christmas music. I love Christmas, but that to me is Black Friday, you know, through the, through, through Christmas. Um, oh, I agree. I'm, no, no, I know you the only the reason that tree is there is because, so get this. I, uh, so I work at a Christmas tree farm. That's my, my job in, you know, this upcoming weekend, Saturday, Sunday, and then the next Saturday and Sunday, I work at a Christmas tree farm. And uh, so if you're coming up Emmerich tree farm, boom, come see me. Uh, I'm the greeter. So you'll run into me, but, uh, the, the tree behind me, I was like, oh man, I got a couch, uh, since last Christmas. And that's normally where I put like a little tiny live tree that I get from the tree farm. And then we were in mm. Target and they had 50% off of like that tree. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just get it. And then we're going, so we have Thanksgiving. My family's coming in tomorrow. Then we're driving to Madison, Connecticut on Thanksgiving. So it's like three and a half, four hours away from my house, like with holiday traffic. And then oh, we're God. coming back the same day. We got the month, we got the Friday night game or Friday, the Friday game for, uh, you know, Jets, Dolphins. And then I'm working at the tree farm. So I'm not, I'm not gonna have time to put it up. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna throw it up there. I don't think Matt's gonna be mean to me and say I shouldn't have a tree up. No, I, I just I just think you're a terrible person. It's nothing against you personally. <laughs> Kidding, obviously. <laughs> I, I, I get it. I, and for your circumstance is totally, totally fair. I, I'm a little bit of a stickler. I went a little old mm. man yell at cloud there. It, it's okay. I'm not anti-fun. At least I don't think I am. Um, I, I just, I, I like Thanksgiving. I don't want to skip mm. over Thanksgiving. It's a really, really good holiday. It should get its I was having this conversation all. with Becca too, like about, you know, Christmas trees in general. Um, I've never put one up before, uh, Thanksgiving. This is the first time I've ever done that, but I put it up yesterday. I, um, I would say that I don't mind the tree being up for Thanksgiving. Like the, uh, my, my house that I used to live in, like growing up, it was kind of more like the whole house wasn't decorated, but the tree was up, the lights were on, and it was kind of more of an an ambiance kind of thing than it was okay. like a, a focal point. Like you're still focusing on football on TV and the food. And like Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. I love Thanksgiving. And I when I start hearing Christmas music like near Halloween, I start losing my marbles. So I, I get it. Yeah. My my girlfriend Taylor, um, mm. love her to death. She's fantastic. But she is November 1st Christmas, and that just – that's one of the, if that's it, like that's the worst thing that I could possibly say about her. Like that's, I think I did pretty well, but it, it bugs me. Cause like, I don't know, we'll drive somewhere. And like, if she comes, you know, she's in Queens and I'm out on Long Island. So like, if she'll, you know, drive in and pick me up and I'll, we'll go somewhere in her car and there's like Christmas music on. It's like, this is November 4th. Like I didn't even vote in election day yet. Like, what do you mean? We were having Christmas music on. This is crazy. Mariah Carey starts going on. It's like, no, no, uh -huh. no, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> November, November 1, 1201 a.m., Mariah Carey, instantly, right on. Oh, Taylor, come on. What are you doing? Our boy, Matt. <laughs> no, nah, it's okay. We love you. Uh, Juan says, trade Lazard and a third for Devontae Adams. Draft the best tackle, sign I a speedy wide receiver, and trade uh, top mid-tier 
and a top mid-tier interior lineman. Uh, Tannehill for backup, draft a quarterback next year. I would be fine with Tannehill as a backup. Um, my, I think my issue is I, I want someone that's younger because Tannehill's got to be 37 now. He's up he's there. old. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a lot older than I thought he was. Like I, the only reason I found out he was that old was because it was like leading into the season. Like, well, what happens if we don't get Rodgers and whatever? Uh, he's like, thirty. He'll be thirty-six in July. Oh wow! I thought he was older than that. Okay, so that's not that bad. Um, yeah, I'm fine with Tannehill as a backup. I was hoping for more of like the Brissett, uh, Minshew. I feel like those guys are going to be cheaper. Like, I still think Tannehill is going to command some level of a contract. Brissett's my guy. Um, who yeah, I just. Same. I, I, I like, like him as, yeah, I do. Like as a as a backup, like he's, mm. I, I think that's you know the perfect. Or even like, I know he's getting up there a little bit too. But like Andy Dalton is also a great example. Interesting. Jameis is a free agent as well. That would be like Jameis. a wild one. Jameis is like one of those like, you know, oh, Rogers is down. Well, we have this quarterback that could just go off, but he also might throw the ball to the other team thirty times. That would be fun. No, but I, could you imagine how entertaining he would, he would be in the preseason? Think about how lame those, the second half of the preseason is. But, I mean, how much would Rodgers play in the preseason anyway? He played one drive or two drives or whatever this past um, Yeah, this past I don't think year. we're going to see him. No, probably not. But, like, I don't know. Jameis in the preseason, kind of fun. Yeah, Jameis in a rookie quarterback in the preseason? Hell yeah, sign me up for that, dude. Yeah, I wonder if, like, I guess with some of these quarterbacks, they still have shots to start places. Like, I... Minshew, I could see staying in Indianapolis because of the Richardson injuries. Baker, I could see staying in Tampa Bay, uh, getting the starting nod there. I don't know. Brissett is the one that I really like. I feel like the adversity that he's gone through in his NFL career and the amount of teams he's bounced around to is so valuable from a backup quarterback perspective. And he's just a solid dude. He seems like just a good person, too. Like I, I'm, a, I'm a big Brissett fan. I definitely am. But as far as if you could trade Lazard in a third for Devontae Adams, I, I would steal the Raiders' lunch money every damn day for that. Yeah, you gotta. Sawyer comes in. What's up, Sawyer? Says, this is a deep tackle class. I like most of the wide receivers we can get. What do y'all think of Jaden Daniels and then a tackle in the third? So I really like Jaden Daniels a lot. Like I To the point where... For the last week or two, I've been saying like, okay, if you're not going to be able to retain Huff, I didn't realize how much cap space we could have. I have no problem with just franchise tagging Huff. And then if you can't work out a deal, just keeping him on the tag. I'm, I'm okay with yep. that. Um, but I was to the point where it's like, okay, I want to find a way to get a Jaden Daniels or a Bo Nix or someone like that. There's a lot of really good quarterbacks. Ewers, uh, McCarthy, uh, or McCa McCaffrey, McCarthy. Oh, uh, no, JJ McCarthy. I feel McCarthy. like pretty much. I don't like him as much. I'm not a big you don't McCarthy like guy. McCarthy as not, I not have as to. Much. I, re, I, I have to really do a, a deeper dive. Like, I, I watch. Mm -hmm. I'm a casual college football watcher. Um, when it's draft season, or pretty much, mm -hmm. you know, last year it was from January through April, really crunching on it. Uh, mm -hmm. The two years before that, they had two picks in the top 10 and were bad. So I feel like by this time we knew we knew all the quarterbacks in 2020, like really different mm -hmm. the last couple of years. But I think from QB, QB one and two is May and Williams in whatever order you want to put them in. But I think like from yeah. three to six or seven, like everyone has their own order. It's not like, yep. oh, this guy is absolutely QB three. Like I've seen lists where, 
for instance, this one has Bo Nix as QB three and mm-hmm. uh, Michael Penix as QB six. Like I've all seen wild. also one. Right. And I then I've seen, seen one as the most like QB three that I've come across. It's yeah, usually he, like, uh, it's like those two Bo Nix. Then it's usually Jaden Daniels and McCar- I've seen McCar- I've seen JJ up there a lot too. There's, I, I think a lot of this class, including may and Williams, it's not that far off. Like, I don't think the drop off from may and Williams is so drastic going to that next level of quarterback, at least right now. And I haven't done like a super, super deep dive on like each of these quarterbacks, not yet at least, but I, I understand why people like Daniels. I understand why people like Knicks. I understand why people like Penix. I just don't want to see this regime draft a quarterback in the first round and then wind up getting fired after the year and then have to, uh, fit a head coach to our current quarterback or, you know, just hit the reset button again. Like I, that doesn't, I, I, that doesn't make me feel warm and fuzzy. I have no, no. problem with Jug- Douglas and Salah taking a quarterback. If Rogers says, you know, good year next year. And he's like, all right, let's go. We're, we're going again for uh 2025. Now take the quarterback. He sits behind Rogers for at least a year at that point. Like that feels more comfortable to me. Cause I feel like if you draft a quarterback and then Rogers is like, not great <laughs> next year. I feel like that's not like the best locker room situation either. I don't know. I, I, I want the tackle. I want the tackle in the first round. Give me uh, Olu Fashanu or the kid from Notre Dame. There's like six tackles in the first round that you could get that I'd be happy with. Yeah, there there are a lot. Um, There's and like I think, 20 I think wide receivers too. There's a lot of wide receivers. There, there are a lot of wide receivers. I, I think, I think tackle to me is mm. where I'm going to end up on. Um, Joe Alt is the Notre like Dame him. guy. I like him a lot, but I don't know if the Jets are going to end up picking high enough. It, it depends on where they finish, right? They're 11th right now. Are they going to mm. end up winning some games and pick 15th, or are they going to, you know, bottom out and end up seventh? You know, that's from seven to 15 or wherever. Like, there's a big range here of how, you know, the kind of prospect they're going to be able to get. I'll be honest, I don't want to win the New England game the last week of the season. Like it's the, or at least right now. Like the way I'm feeling right now and the way I'm looking at New England, like I we're we're beating up on a kid that's down right now. Like and then it's not even like I can't get excited about it because like the Patriot fans want to lose. Like it like I want to hurt them. <laughs> I want it to to hurt their egos. I want it to like like breaking the streak, I'd rather break it next year, even if Belichick isn't there. I don't know. Maybe that's a shit thing to say as a Jet content guy, but I, I don't know. But that might be it, nice if this is really Bill Belichick's last year with the with the Pats sending him out with an L. That might be maybe. Nice. I, I, I still don't think they're going to be bad enough to pick top two. I, I think you just uh, I think the Bears and the Giants are ending up with the top two picks, and those are going to be two quarterbacks off the board. I don't know, dude. I think. Well, the Giants play on Thanksgiving against the Pats. So this is really like the big week for them. I yeah, think that's Thanksgiving. Huge. That's massive. No. They're, it's this week, but I don't th- the three games are uh it's the Packers and the Lions, the Cowboys and Washington and Seattle and I forget who Seattle's playing. Mm. Baltimore maybe? I thought the Giants were on Thanksgiving. So they're playing on Sunday. They yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll have a better feel for it later 
this week, I guess. But I, I want it to like mean something. Like I don't, I think Belichick would almost wrap. Maybe Belichick comes out swinging because he wants to win as many games as possible to screw over Kraft and the Patriots. Oh yeah. And then they wind up like, you know, do you think Zap? Do, does Mac Jones take another snap for them, or is it going to be Zappy or? I don't even know uh, he might. He might start th- this week, Mac Jones. After all that, uh, I don't know what to believe. I have no idea what what Bill's going to do up there. It makes no sense to me. Don't understand anything. Uh, let's see. I'm just trying to catch back up to where I was. Uh, okay, so we had Sawyer. We got Jace. Jace says, any advice for Jet fans in Bama? It's brutal. Um, I mean, you got a first-class seat to the best uh, college prospects in the land. So look at you go. Um, I don't know. Alabama, get Sunday ticket. <laughs> or don't. Don't, yeah. don't pay for Sunday ticket to watch us. <laughs> I don't know. Is there a Jets bar in Alabama? There's got to be. There's right? got to be. I feel like there's got to be. It's obviously a college town. You have Auburn versus Alabama, all that stuff. I don't really know a lot about Alabama. No, Hank um, Williams is from Alabama. That's about it. Oh, well, you know, Namus from Alabama. Namus in a bit of trouble right now. Or like uh, surface yeah, trouble, maybe. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe avoid that for now. <laughs> yeah, let's let's let's, yeah, let's punt on that one. Yes. Joe S says, "Happy Thanksgiving, fellas." Matt is spot on with Joe Douglas. So you were saying that. Uh, you're tired of fans holding him or putting him on a pedestal. Um, that would be me. I'm that fan. No, that's and I and I get it. I think he's done more good than bad. And when you look at the two before him, he is definitely better than Idzik and McCagnan. Um, So it looks, you know, I, I think that just magnifies things. I think he's been good. I don't think he's like I'm not building the statue for him yet. I, I think he's yeah. good, but I, I don't think he's amazing an elite level GM I've I've definitely simmered off JD this year particularly because the the previous draft picks have not looked as good and then I'm I wasn't a crazy fan of this particular draft class um just from a strategic standpoint I thought it, it kind of felt off um as far as oh god where was I going to go with this Joe Douglas GMs. Oh, I, you know what gets me mad about the the whole GM argument is they they say, you know, it's all about winning and your win-loss record. It's like, well, I mean, we kind of did try to, like, lose win the 2020 season. Like, I, I don't really hold those losses <laughs> against Douglas. We didn't try to field, like, a really competent team at that point in time, and all of us were rooting for the tank. So I don't, I don't know. He's got a bad, he's 30% right now, right? Yeah, no, it, it's it's bad, and it's a lot of years now since it like is 21, 22 and this year it was all like you have to find a what like you there's no more excuses and i understand that injuries are a part of it but mm-hmm. for for douglas and salah that's why i think it's important that they win games down the stretch i don't think you can afford to go into next year like oh at another four or five win season under their belt like, i think they need to win games do you think there's any situation where Woody just says, fuck this gets rid of douglas and salah and Hackett and says rogers I'm going to call your bluff. You got $35, $50 million guaranteed coming to you this year. You're not retiring. You're going to take whatever offensive-minded head coach we're going to get. We're going to get Jim Harbaugh in here. We're going to draft Jaden Daniels, and that's how we're going to go do it. And he's GM and head coach, and like, I don't I don't see that happening. I, th- I think they're definitely no. running it back. No, I don't see that. I'd be very, very surprised if either of them lost their job. Chuck Lagana drops in with another super chat. 
Uh, he says, we are going to roll on defense. The Williams brothers and the boys are going to bring it and sack to a six times Friday night. Boyle will have 21 points, two TD passes to Garrett Wilson, one touchdown to Hall. So I would love to see that. I want to see Tua like, look, I don't want Tua hurt. I don't want that to happen. But I really want him to not want to take another snap again. That would make me feel real good. Like if we could just beat the ever-living snot out of him, like there's no team I want to beat more than the Dolphins this year. If it could be the only win we have the rest of the season, that's the one I want. I don't care about the streak against the the Patriots. I don't care about anything else. Like I want to see the Dolphins fans cringe and cry and scream and pound the table and whine into their pillows and like still not be able to beat any kind of decent defenses. That's what I want. Yeah. No, I I get it. I I, I really do. I think that's the one that. Um, you'd like to get new England there. There'd be something to finally ending that curse too, but dolphins, mm. dolphins fans have been extra annoying. So sure. Let's get one against Miami. Chuck hops in with another $5 super chat and says, yeah, and love the tree. Happy Thanksgiving. Chuck, you're good people. We like you. Uh, Greg was saying, uh, O'Leary hundred percent. December is Christmas season. Not any time before Thanksgiving. Call me old school but the other uh but the over commercialization of christmas is dreadful yeah i feel like that's every holiday now like yeah everything starts up. like a month early we, yeah, we pop well, into target and it's like packed with just decorations everywhere when you go to uh like in august now august is pumpkin spice remember it was always october was pumpkin spice now they you start yep. pumpkin spice you know i'm like it's a, it's 85 degrees you can't be doing pumpkin spice come on it's ridiculous we used to be Still society here yeah it's ridiculous you gotta send those people to the moon or remember the black friday sales right it'd be like midnight on black friday and then it was like mm. 10 o'clock on thanksgiving and now oh, it's that like was brutal noon on Thanksgiving. No, now, now it's now it's Black Friday deals start November first, which is great. I would much rather that. Who cares? Oh, sure. Let people yeah. spend money throughout the entirety of the month. You know, I don't like the Black Friday starting on on Thanksgiving. I think that's a shit thing to do for all the employees yeah, after work. We there right. should just be like, hey, like, you know, you, just, you stay closed. Like, let it be a family day. Like, there's there's certain things that should be family days, and I understand not everyone celebrates every particular holiday, so you you, you can't always do that, but. I don't know. It's frustrating. Becky used to work at the Woodbury Commons and actually the butt fumble year, I was dropping her off at, she was working at Lucky Brand Jeans at the time and I'm listening to the Jet game on the radio and they're like, Sanchez tries to step forward. He fumbles the ball. He ran into the backside of Brandon Moore. The ball's going the other way. It's a touchdown. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So I didn't even see the play live. I didn't mm -hmm. see it until like I got home. But that was at like it's probably nine because that, that was a primetime game. So that was probably like nine o'clock at night for Black Friday. She worked throughout the entirety of the night. Like that sucks. You're cutting your Thanksgiving. Like not that you're cutting your Thanksgiving short at nine o'clock, but you know what I'm trying to say. No, but still like you're at, at your dinner or whatever. And then you have the dessert and all that stuff. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. What time are you getting ready for, for work at that time? Seven o'clock. And now you're working nine to on whatever ungodly hour. It's that, yeah. that ain't right. No, no. Matt drops in with a super chat. This is his first super chat on the live stream. Thank you, Matt. Much appreciated. I uh, got a little Devontae Adams avatar there. I like that. He says, what's the record of a team with the Jets defense and the Lions offense? I'd say 14 and three floor, 17 and 0 ceiling. Dude, 
could you imagine having Ben Johnson as your head coach and then you go get yourself a quarterback or even Brian Johnson down in Philly? They're like part of me really wants an offensive minded head coach like really badly because I don't like even if you draft a quarterback like I don't really trust Hackett to like develop a quarterback. I'm just hoping this quarterback learns through osmosis with Rodgers there. I don't yeah. know if that's the best thing either. Um, no, at least he's sitting. Yeah. Right. And, and I think I think our only hope is that they make they bring in some young guy as like, I don't know, make up a make up a role. Do they have a pass game coordinator? Yeah, they do. It's Todd Downing, isn't it? Yes. Or is he the, or is he well, the I, offensive line coach? Who's the offensive line coach? No, right that's Carter. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Downing. Yeah, they Downing both are from Tennessee. Yeah, they're both from Tennessee, which I think is the yeah, it's always crossing my wires. The, the point is, I, I think your only hope is that they add like just some other guy, like maybe a younger <laughs> offensive upcoming guy to that staff somewhere. Maybe Calabrese is out of a job. I, I don't know something. Do you think it's only Zach that has to fall on the sword this year? Or do you think like anyone could be gone? Like, could, like could Calabrese be gone? Like, hey, you didn't make Zach look good in three years. Like, you're out. I don't know. He can go back to wet coaching at Wagner. <laughs> go back to Staten Island. Joe S comes in and says, "Would you draft Marvin Harrison Jr. or offensive line?" I'll say this: uh, I would not. I mean, I, I would draft Marvin Harrison Jr., but I, w- I very much want O-line instead because of the free agent options that are out there, and I think we can attract a free agent option or Devonte Adams. Um, rather than having to take Marvin Harrison Jr., I think the tackle means means more to us. But from a Giants perspective, if they're in position, like if I'm a Giants fan, I kind of would rather take Marvin Harrison Jr. and take my quarterback at the top of round two or trade up into the back end of round one. I think they're like that's how like how much I really like the quarterback class that I would be okay passing on the early ones to get other elite talent to get another quarterback later on. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I was gonna say, I don't think the Jets are gonna pick high enough to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. I think he's going top three. Yeah. Um, he'd be the first non quarterback to go in this draft. That would be my guess. Um, I, I think he's great. I would love him on this team. Um, interesting thought on the Giants. I didn't really think of it that way, but maybe they do something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I would be if they end up top two, I think they would take one of Caleb or Drake, but, um, yeah, I don't see the Bears are going to have two picks in the top five. I don't see mm-hmm. Marvin Harrison Jr. making it past the Bears for the second time. I agree. I think the Giants are going to win some games. Like I don't know what their schedule is the the back half of this like season, but it seems like they're actually like playing halfway decently <laughs> compared to like what we've seen from our offense. Like I feel like they can luck into some wins. Uh, like I could see them beating the Patriots. I could see them like, do you know what their schedule is the rest of the way out? So new England this week. Okay. They're by They're by, they have a late buy. Yeah. Green Bay at new Orleans. They could win that game at Philly. Not against the Rams against the Eagles again. Oh, wow. They got Eagles two of the last three weeks. That's brutal. Yeah. Uh, okay, so maybe there's they. Pro- I think they get two more wins in there somewhere. So five, maybe maybe they're five and twelve. Yeah, I think they're gonna. I think they're just gonna miss out on the quarterback. I think New wow. England's a worse team. I don't know, man. This is this is rough. Boogie down, Bronx. 
says, heck, I think he's saying hack. Heck, oh no, he says, heck, it is a problem, but Zach misses a lot of open receivers. That's why I'm interested to see how this Boyle kid does. Fuck it, let's ride it out. So that's that's part of where I'm at because not only is like like people say like oh there's a drop there like that guy had a drop and this guy had a drop and I, I saw a stat today that was like the Chiefs had 26 drops on the season so far and the Jets had 21 and that's not good it makes it seem like oh look see it's not all Zach's fault which is it's not all Zach's fault it isn't but the way he throws a ball could definitely lead to drops if you're firing a piss missile at fucking wide receivers and they're trying to like sometimes you got to throw it with touch and that's why garrett wilson said like rogers throws a really nice catchable ball at the beginning of training camp kind of implying like you know zach doesn't really throw a catchable ball not to mention he's throwing hospital balls for garrett like i don't want garrett going up and jumping for balls coming across the middle because zach can't hit him in stride like i definitely am looking forward to boil and seeing what timing could do decisiveness because we saw that with mike white and i'm not really expecting a mike white level performance no. But just something different would at least be nice to see. It it really would. Um, I'm mad, uh, I'm mad at uh, Johnny Boy because he ruined our bit of you going into this game not knowing what the Boyle stats are. So you're going to see that in a couple seconds, which is going to bother me. Um, All right. But <laughs> yeah, which is okay. He doesn't know. And that was unrealistic to go into Friday without seeing that. But um, Boyle, I don't think is going to be good but it's different and sometimes different is better um mm. different in this instance i think they're kind of this team's in a rut uh, mm. and i think they needed some kind of change and even if it's a lateral step wilson to boil or even a slight step back just a change to make a change could help no matter what robert sala wanted to say at the press conferences daniel murphy comes in and says thanks fellas happy thanksgiving or not thanks guys he says Happy Thanksgiving, fellas. My my brain's fried right now. <laughs> I'm toast. That's okay. Here's Johnny Boy's comment. He says, Boyle's touchdown to interception ratio in college is 1 to 13. NFL, it's 3 and 9. I did hear the one touchdown, and I did hear the three to like uh, 1 to 3 touchdown to interception ratio for the NFL. Yeah, I'm not, not optimistic. I'll say that much. No, I'm good. That's that's it's really bad. I don't know how he got into the NFL in the first place, uh, but the fact he's been in the league for five years, this isn't like, hey, I was in the league for a year and I was really bad and that was it. He's been here for a long time. It's wild. Like it's not like a Chase Daniels or like one of those guys that you can kind of like understand. It's like th this is definitely a little bit more of a head scratcher. Yeah, it's uh, weird. Would you consider Bowers? Could he fit? Uh, could he be the next Kelsey? No, I I will not take a tight end in the first no. the, the, no, the, though it's so rare to have a tight end actually hit in the first round like we were talking about kyle pitts being some insane prospect that he was drafted what top five or, or whatever his pick was fourth overall dude rough you look at a lot of the first round tight ends they're usually not good some of the best tight ends come from like rounds two through four would you ever yeah, take a tight end in the first i i would not unless there's exceptions to the rule uh, with everything, but I think you have to be like a complete um, team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the like the Bengals this year. If the Bengals went into the draft mm -hmm. and took a tight end in the back of the first round, okay. Mm -hmm. If Kansas City did it with like if Travis Kelsey retired at the end of the year, yes, the the Chiefs have pick thirty and they take over tight end, fine. Um, 
I don't think if you are bad picking in the top 10 with a lot of needs around, like a lot of needs on your team, I'm not going, yeah, I'm taking tight end. Um, hmm. It could be a, a really good player, but sometimes the, the positional value matters. Uh, and I know so many people talk about, oh, you just take best player available no matter what. I, I think you need to have a little bit of the positional value in there as well. I, I don't think you can go, well, we're we're going all positional value and we're only going to say we value edge rusher the most, so we're just going to take the number one edge rusher on our board. Like, mm -hmm. That's not always the best way to do it, but I also don't think you can go, well, you know, we we have this guy ranked number one. That's how the Jets took a million interior defensive linemen from like 2011 through 2015. Oh, yeah. Freaking, yeah, you had Leonard Williams, Sheldon Richardson, Muhammad Wilkerson, Quentin Culpels. <laughs> the list just went on and on. Oh, it's brutal. Quentin Williams. That one worked out, though. Johnny Boy. He goes, oh, no, I had no idea. Sorry, I ruined it. That's okay. I, I'm just a bad, like analysis guy and i just didn't look at tim boyle i was just kind of i tapped out <laughs> i was like i saw enough tim boyle in training camp and like the little bits that i watched i didn't need to know his stats before this because i know he's not the answer but uh yeah i didn't look at it and matt was like oh you'll be surprised come the broadcast it's okay no you're i was completely joking johnny there, there was no way that that, that bit was going to stick till friday anyway but uh, we, we just thought it was funny boogie down bronx Comes in with another super chat. He says, can I dream for a minute? Imagine having the 2009 offensive line unit on this team this year with the defense. We'd be 10-0 right now with Rodgers. Dude, that offensive line in 2009, 2010 was so good. And you just got to hope that we can kind of build some semblance to it. I very much want the tackle in the top of the draft. I want to go out and sign the best tackle prospect we can get in free agency. Like, just stock the cupboard. Get as many good, healthy offensive linemen that you can get in here uh, to go along with AVT and to go along with Tittman. And I would like to see McGovern come back uh, in a backup role or a reserve role. Like, if you could, if McGovern wasn't your starter and you were able to plug him in at center or guard, I feel like we'd be feeling pretty good about that offensive line. And then you have AVT that could move out to tackle and the, you know, the, the off chance that the free agent and the, the draft pick, you know, get hurt or something and i'm looking forward to watching carter warren the rest of the way out too but i just we gotta gotta get the offensive line going no 100 i'm okay for bringing mcgovern back as a backup i think joe Tipman uh has earned a starting center job i think that's where i would leave him i would leave him at center um mm -hmm. i think they could find a guard uh or have avt i keep forgetting about avt which is a good right? thing but um <laughs> you obviously need something behind them too but like if you're probably the thing that sucks is you're probably looking for two tackles. Um, yep. so it might be a draft one, sign one. I love God. Billy's comment down here. I'll throw it up on screen and I feel like we should make a shirt for it. If we come up with a good design, just end tackle search is jets. And like, that's, that's a, that's a home run of a shirt. We can come up with some. Yeah, I mean, Mackay Becton, not Mackay Becton, Jesus, sorry. The Brickashaw Ferguson retired after 2015, and they've been looking for an answer just about ever since. Yeah. I mean, think about how long it took us to find a center. Like, And then even like McGovern, we were all always kind of like one foot in, one foot out on McGovern. Like, well, we kind of want to find someone better, but he's not bad. He's solid. <laughs> he's like, all right. Took forever. Yeah, there's a bad guy. Wesley Johnson. Khalil. Um, Khalil. Harrison Spencer. was for a little bit, I think. Yeah, Jonathan, Jonathan Harrison. Harrison. Um, then the, who's the one 
Spencer something, right? Who was snapping Long. the ball over Darwin's head? Yeah, Spencer yeah. Long. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's not good. No, no. We've been looking for that, you know, that 2006 draft class that we got with, or was it 05? 05? It was 06. Um, DeBrickishaw Mangold. Like if you can like if you can get that if you can give me the left tackle of the future and like a stud interior offensive lineman, it, like I w- I very much want to find someone right now to to replace Tomlinson in this draft because I think there's a possibility that ABT has to kick out to tackle at some point. You want to have a guard that comes in or you want to have someone in case someone gets hurt. Like I I just I would take offensive lineman with first and third. Yeah, man, if they end up having both of those picks, I am more than okay with that being the way. Oh, look at some of these. Dakota Dozier. He wasn't a center, right? He's guard. Uh, yeah, I think he was a guard. Did he end, did he even play? Did he start? I, maybe at some point. Uh three games in twenty seventeen. Yeah, he spot started from 16 to 18. I remember him more as a backup, but I, yeah, yeah. how about that? A nice fourth round pick. Thanks. Infrared says, uh, leave Titman at center. Don't move him anymore, please. His versatility, just like AVT, is is what's so cool about those particular players. Dude, AVT's fifth year option is pretty expensive. It's like 16.3 million for a guard. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of money, but it, I think you do it. I think you exercise it. I would exercise his fifth year option. And then if, you know, after this season, I would probably try to restructure that. Be like, hey, AVT, we want to keep you here. We're, we clearly wanted you. Let's let's drop that $16 million cap hit down and, and give you a, a better well, deal. Because you can sign him to an extension can, after that fourth year, and then that kind of gets rid of that fifth year you can option. You do it after this year. You, you get rid of the fifth year because you have to exercise the fifth year option this year. So right. you can extend him now, and then you don't even worry about the fifth-year option. You just don't pay him as much for that fifth year. But you could renegotiate right. after next year and wipe out the fifth-year option. I think that's the move. I think you renegotiate after year four. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I'm on the same, same. page, same wavelength. Uh, boys and girls, if you just hopping in here, please hit that like button. We've got over 330 people in here and only 158 likes. I'd love to see that number get up over 200. And if you're watching this after the fact and you haven't been timestamping, if you timestamp in the comments down below for all you guys watching afterwards, you'll be entered into next week's t-shirt giveaway. If you timestamp some stuff from last week's stream, you're going to be in the t-shirt jersey giveaway at the end of this stream in just 15 minutes. So hang around with us. I'm adding some now who timestamped last week's episode. Ooh, ooh. So, guys, you can kind of, like, if you find some good spots in last week's episode, you can throw some in there before Matt uh, writes all the names down. Stud City says, you didn't like Wayne Hunter? Oh, man, he sucked. Yeah, he was really bad. Really, really, really bad, unfortunately. Wayne Hunter. Yeah, that was like the 2015 era, no? I think it was, yeah. Greg saying, Billy gets a free shirt if that uh, just end the tackle search goes off absolutely yeah, we'll I think have to, yeah. yeah absolutely no questions asked i'll see if i can come like i'll rack my brain try to come up with a design um yeah, noodle. it's so good noodle it around let's see <laughs> paul says wayne hunter is my all-time most hated jet he sucked he was who was really the guy really was he right tackle yes 
Okay. That was the turnstile year. And then friggin' What's-His-Face leaves us and winds up being really good with the friggin' was it the Seahawks or the Bears? We had like two guys that we got rid of that were all right. Who the hell are they now? Uh, Yeah, Wayne Hunter. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Wayne Hunter started in 2011. I'm thinking uh, of Breno Giacomini is who I'm thinking of. <laughs> he stunk too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Breno Giacomini started... 16 games. Yeah, uh, he was the starting right tackle in 14 and 15. And then he started at right guard in 2016. So who played right tackle for the Jets in 2016? It was Ryan Clady was on one side. And then there had to be right tackle. Let's see if we can figure this out. 2016 was the Fitz year that we went backwards. Was it Brandon Moore? Uh, no. Uh, Brandon Moore was guard. Who am I fucking? Ben <laughs> Ben Ajalana. I forgot about Ben <laughs> What? That was the Seattle one, right? Is that where we got uh, that was the Idsick one, right? No. I Breno Giacomini was in Seattle before. Oh, uh, that's something. Maybe that's it just goes wow. to show you how forgettable those teams were. Yeah, that offensive line in 2016 was Ryan Clady left tackle, James Carpenter at left guard. Nick Mangold at center, and then uh, Wesley Johnson would replace him uh, when he got hurt. He played like half the season. And I remember Brian Winters. He had like a oh, couple yeah. okay years with the Jets. He started pretty much 2013 through 2019. He was okay for a couple of those years. From like 17 through 19 was pretty bad. But if I remember, if memory serves correct, he was like okay for a stretch there. What was the name again? Brian Winters. Oh, yeah, yeah. He had a mean streak. I think he wound up... Did he follow Rex to Buffalo? Or would, he was on our team still? Because uh, Rex would have been no, in Buffalo okay. in 2015. So he was with the Jets in 2015, is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was all right. Boogie Down Bronx says, who are we losing on defense next year? Uh, I think we're going to... So void contract-wise, we lose... Um, Whitehead, we lose Lawson, and we lose Dwayne Brown, Dwayne Brown's offense. But those three contracts, I know void. Um, you're keeping all your corners. You're losing Solomon Thomas. You're losing Al Woods. Chuck Clark's a free agent. Amos is a free agent. Quentin Jefferson? That was a one-year deal, right? I believe so. I believe I don't know. I don't think I had him on my list today. He might have one more year. I hope so. He's been really good. I've liked him. I hope we bring him back. I did I definitely did not write him down in my mock draft. Yeah, he was a one year uh this Damn. Year. Okay. So yeah, I definitely over the cap did me dirty. Unless I had him on there and I just totally like missed him. I liked having him. Yeah. And Woods were great this year. Woods is just thirty seven years old and coming off an Achilles now. Yeah, that stinks. I feel for Woods. Woods played well. I think they I miss him. Both right of them now. were really good. Really enjoyed them. Justin Crazy comes in and says, have you looked at the quarterbacks for this draft? And if so, which one would be the most realistic for the Jets? So we were talking about this a little bit uh, earlier in the stream. I have had a very basic um, highlight watch of the quarterbacks and some of the more recent games on on of college football. Like I watched LSU. I watched uh, USC versus Oregon. 
I've watched a little Michael Penix. I would say I don't like taking a quarterback in the first round. If you could somehow figure out a way to get a second round pick and you want to make a uh, selection of a quarterback at some point, or if one of these quarterbacks falls to the third, I don't know. I, of the group, I would say Bo Nix, Penix, and Jaden Daniels. Those three are the ones that I really like, but I don't think we're going to be in position to get any one of them. I think you could see Jaden Daniels and Penix both go in the... Actually, I think you could see all three could sneak into the first round, but I think they'll be gone by the early first. I don't think they get past, like, you know, I I don't know, that, that Patriots, Cardinals, Bears, kind of, that that first, like, 10 picks in the in the second round. We don't have a pick there, so I don't think... I don't think we're going to get any of the ones I want. What about Shador Sanders? I think he goes back to school. Yeah, I think he's going back. That's the only reason I didn't have him in there. Um, He's interesting. He wouldn't be one. I don't know if he's one I I really want to roll the dice on. Um, They started with, I think they won four straight and then they lost, what, six or seven in a row? Yeah, they haven't been great. But I'm trying to think like that. I'm trying to. Th- I think a lot of quarterbacks are going to go. There might be eight quarterbacks in the first two rounds. Um, but like, dude, Jaden Daniels, six foot four, runs a four five forty, and has like I think he's got sixteen, fourteen or sixteen touchdowns the last two weeks. He's got double our offensive production two weeks. Yeah, he's he's skinny, he's, what, he's light. He's like two fifteen, I think. He does look skinny. Yeah, Which he's that, a, but he's someone you, you, you shelve. You put him away for two years and you let him bulk up. Yeah, that's not... I don't think he's someone who starts right away. Yeah. Which maybe that might depend on where he... Maybe he goes later if someone... If they view, if the NFL views him as more of a project, maybe he falls a little bit. Let's see. Who are the, the, the teams at the back half of the first round that could take one? I could see Pittsburgh... I don't know. Do you think Pittsburgh takes quarterback at 23 right now? I think they're uh, gonna, they might come down a little the to I think they're in the veteran market for a quarterback. Okay. So that, Dallas, maybe. There's not really anyone at the back end of the first that would take one. Maybe Arizona if Houston keeps winning. Because Arizona owns the Houston pick. Yep. Minnesota's at 20 right now. Josh Dobbs is a free agent. <laughs> That's a good backup. Yeah, right? You think he gets a starting nod somewhere? I was going to say no, but I shouldn't be so quick to knock that down because yeah, he's looked decent. Maybe yeah, uh he he may. He might. So top half of the second round, teams that I could see take a stab at a quarterback. Like I think Arizona might be better suited to use the first round pick from Houston on one as opposed to waiting till the second pick in round two right now. I think someone's going to jump uh, them at the top if they hadn't taken one. I, do you think Kyler stays with Arizona, or do you think they move him? No, I don't. I think he gets moved. I would move him to, like, Minnesota. I think that's a good spot that for him. That makes a lot of sense. Atlanta makes a lot of sense for him. Like, somewhere Atlanta in the dome. That, yeah, could you but, imagine Atlanta with friggin drake london and Pitts and uh Bijan and kyler Bijan. you're up in there yeah wild that would be fun to watch that would be cool i think he gets moved but then in the top of the second round so you got you know potentially arizona i mean maybe new england depending on where they finish the giants maybe 
Washington, I think they like Hal right now. They got two picks early in the second round. I didn't realize that. Yeah, oh, they're, they, got, they're like Hal. they got the one from uh, the Bears for Sweat. Green Bay's oh, got two second round picks. Green Bay's in a weird spot. Well, obviously they, they got are. our second round pick. Love has, he started hot, struggled, and then is starting to look okay again. So depends on how he finishes this year. But I think if mm-hmm. he continues to look how he has the last three weeks, he'll probably get another look next year. Yeah. The Rams are sitting in the second round right now, kind of in the middle. Tampa Bay sitting right there. Like I think all these quarterbacks go by the end of the second round. I think there's too many teams that would like having one in the second. You'll see some of these teams. Like, I could see Green Bay packaging both seconds to move up to a late first to get their quarterback. If they wanted to, sure. Yeah, like if they if they deem Love is not the guy. It's all interesting. Hey, what's up, AbLab? He says, AVT, who has basically missed two years, has to prove he can stay healthy to get that bag. Uh, availability is the best ability. Happy holidays, Jets Nation. Thank you, AbLab. Um, yeah, I like I do agree, but I the $16.3 million option, so that's the, the thing that's a kick in the balls, is when you trade two third-round picks to go up and select a guard in the first round, you are paying him a tackle fifth-round option because the, the way the um, offensive line franchise tag works is it's a, it's a cumulative offensive line. It's not like it's all centers, all guards, all tackles. It's one big lump sum. Same thing with the fifth-round option or fifth-year option. So AVT is going to cost us a pretty penny, but I think you exercise the option and then you uh, you extend them. Because, I mean, I guess the other option, you, you say maybe you have to franchise tag him after next year, but I don't want to be put in that position because I like AVT's flexibility and I don't think that Achilles and the triceps are indications of injury proneness. I think it's just kind of bad luck two years in a row. Um, and then I, I think there's a good shot. So I think we franchise tag Huff. If we can't get him signed to a cheaper deal, like a multi-year kind of John Franklin Myers-esque deal, then I think he plays on the tag for a year. And then you might have to consider tagging and trading him next year if you really can't afford it. But at least you'll have another year to evaluate Will McDonald and JJ before you, you know, possibly move off of him. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. No, I think that kind of goes into what we were talking oh, about. You couldn't use a franchise. That's what I was going to say. You couldn't use a franchise tag on AVT because I think you may have to use the second tag on Huff next year. That's where I was going to go with that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I think you get. I think the best course of action is what we came up with before: is you pick up the fifth year option, hope he stays healthy in in year four. I think he will because the two injuries weren't linked. Right one excuse me, one was an, uh, a shoulder, no, a tricep. And the second one was the Achilles. So it's not like it's, you know, the same, it's not like he hurt his knee twice. You know, it's, mm. there's two separate things, which stinks by the way. Um, and then if he does, then you renegotiate with him and say, Hey, we want to sign you to an extension. And the guys want mm. security. If they're going to pay him, you know, sure. 15 to whatever the, I would say what, 15 to $19 million. Maybe it gets $20 million a year by ne- next year. By next year. Let's see what the top, Top guard contracts are getting right now. No, it might be. I might be off. I'm sorry. It might be closer to 20 now. I I I genuinely don't know. <laughs> I I I can't give a a concrete answer. So yeah, Quentin Nelson's getting 20. Uh, Jenkins on the Packers is getting 17. 
then there's a 16, a 16. Like Joe Tooney got 16, I think, two or three years ago from the Chiefs. Yeah, Lakin Tomlinson's getting the fifth most for a left guard at 13 million. Uh, okay. And then right guard uh, Chris Lindstrom from the Falcons is getting the most 20.5 million. Zach Martin, 18.4, 16.5. So yeah, your top top tackle, you're talking I, 20 million. Like guard, you know, guard. Uh, guard. That's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. but uh, his ability but you're, to you're tackle talking. might get him closer to yes. that twenty million dollars than the fifteen. Correct. Yeah, I agree. So a sixteen million dollar option for year five. I mean, he's it's a premium, but it's definitely. Uh, I like ABT. I also think he's like a good person too. Like he's he's yeah. not. Makai worried me. The way he was talking, the way he ballooned in weight in the past, like. There was enough there for Makai that I didn't feel comfortable exercising that option, uh, especially with the injuries to the same knee. I don't, I don't get the same, you know, feelings with with AVT. Um, Ablab drops in with another ship chat. It says, and we better get a quarterback this year. Aaron Rodgers has two years left, and this is a superfluous quarterback class. Superfluous. There you go, quarterback class. That's okay. Um, that's, a, that's a great word. That's uh, a great word. We're a couple of dummies trying to sound that out on I, here. Dude, I'm like, I'm trying, I'm like hooked on phonics over here, <laughs> trying to sound yeah. shit out. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to do it in round one. I, I, I get you. I want to, as Ablab said, that he probably has two years left. I think he plays in mm. 24 and 25. Mm. Uh, so I want to, I want to go for it over that time. I don't want to spend one of those years where it's like, ah, we're gonna use our first round pick. Let's call it, I don't know, go conservative. Say pick 15 or maybe not yeah. even. It, it probably 15 at the absolute farthest back, maybe like yeah. what, sixth at the earliest. Use that mm -hmm. on a pick that you're hoping hits for you in 2026. Like I, I want them to get something for 2024. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to pick for the future. I want to pick for the now. Um, and for me, it's the offensive line. If we had a second round pick, I'd consider it, I think. I think this is a good enough class where you, you could have done that. But uh, I with us not having it, I don't think you can do it. Uh, Cuca Lake says, it sucked being in Buffalo praying for Boyle. Um, yeah, dude, that sucks. Uh, sorry, man. I can't sorry even imagine. To watch that. Hey, dude, we, we had people fly to the Chargers game from Maine and Florida and oh, Seattle. They Cali. saw six points. <laughs> At least you saw a touchdown. <laughs> Well, it was also full, my friends, because there's no uh, there's, dude. It's such a kick in the pants, right? Like it's like we finally scored a touchdown, but it feels like two field goals still. Yeah. Oh, God Almighty, it's brutal. Boys and girls, we have reached the end of our stream, so we get to go over to. There our... are. Oh wait, hold on. Let me refresh uh, on the last week's stream. We we got a lot of entries from last week's stream, but I want to refresh to see if we got any new ones. Ooh, I like uh, that. So if you okay. guys are just tuning in, uh, or if you're watching after the fact, if you leave time-stamped comments helping us out and uh, hitting key points throughout the stream, each time you leave a timestamp, you'll be qualified for our t-shirt giveaway, which we're doing right now. So if you do it on this video, you'll be qualified for next week's t-shirt giveaway. So we had a bunch of people do it for last week's. How many we got, Matt? We have 49 contestants this week. We got a big there number. Go. I like that. Good stuff today, guys. 
That was awesome. 49. 49. Good stuff. Okay. So let's see what we get. Random number says 18. 18 is City Burt. Ooh, City Burt. All right. Let's see what City Burt gets. Spin the wheel. It's always a pillow. It's always a pillow. Yes. <laughs> it's been a pillow the last few times. City Bert, you get yourself a pillow. Reach out uh, to either jetstalk247 at gmail.com or talkinjetsshow at gmail.com. You'll see it linked in the description down below. Get us your mailing information. We'll send you out a, uh, a pillow. And you can cry into it when we get smoked by Miami on Friday. I will. Well, I, I will, yeah. Yeah. all right not too shabby that you know look i miss green bean it's weird not having green bean here two weeks in a row hopefully he's feeling a little bit better uh that's right holidays and stuff he was gonna be at the game on friday that poor 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 man oh i forgot yeah bean's gonna be at the game yeah, so he's he's traveling up to to Jersey. He he sent us a message while we were on the air. By the way, he said that he was still in traffic. He said just got home. This was th- literally three minutes ago. So I ten on the dot. Oh, really? Just got Where's home. Lol. Phone? I hope the show went well. Message from yeah. Green Bean. Oh, Green Bean, we love you, and I hope love you're you, watching Bean. right now. We do. I have a little. I don't think I have any. You know what? Just for you, Green Bean, we're gonna get the banana going across the screen. <laughs> there he goes. I love the banana. That doesn't really the banana doesn't really show much. Doesn't show up on the show much, but there he goes. He's so happy. If you know, you know. Like that's just know, one you where you have to if you watch, you know. Yeah, if you've been with us long enough, you, you know the banana. It's like that's that's weird. People that are just hopping in, they're like, I don't know what the hell these guys are talking about right now. That's all right. Matt, that's cool. Any yeah. last words for our panel? Enjoy Thanksgiving. Enjoy all the three games. And we'll try to enjoy this together on Friday. Who knows? This team is weird. The NFL is weird. Maybe something weird happens and the Jets win. Any given Sunday, if you're going to let Russ cook, let Tim boil. I want a win against Miami. I want them to just feel oh so humiliated by our third string quarterback coming in and just fleecing them. That's what I want to see. Boys and girls, tomorrow I'll have my uh, mock offseason season. 1.0 full mock. So it's going to be free agency cuts, trade, potentially, resigns, all the stuff. Seven round mock draft. Oh. I'm sure it's going to change a bunch since then because there's going to be players that get hurt, players that don't declare, players that uh, are not as good as I initially thought. Happens every year. But if you guys want to tune in, see it. It should be dropping tomorrow night. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. And uh, we'll see you back here. Well, I guess we'll see you at halftime. Oh, no, if Green Bean's going to the game, we're not doing a halftime stream. Oh, no. Oh, well, uh, yeah, Jeremy's holding down the fort, so we can get in contact with Jeremy and go on with him. I I, I will do it. I don't know if your team protests Jeremy, but I'll be be going on. As long as I'm allowed to hit him with some Taylor ham, I don't really care. It's okay. I I like Jeremy. That's what I mean. I'm going to give him a few digs when when we go on. I think he's he's another one. He texted me. I'm bad. I it's hard during the show to keep up with the. Oh, dude, I don't pay. I'm like looking at all the little windows and so I don't. And I'm I'm had even at my phone. I had I had to keep the 49 names going, but I did see that he texted me. I will tell you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll make it work. All right, guys. 
We'll see you next week, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock for Talking Jets. Thank you, guys. Have a great Thanksgiving with you and yours. Travel safe when you're traveling. And let's go enjoy a Jet win on Friday. J-E-T-S!